Keltec is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. You guys ready? Ready to do this? Good. All right, all right, all right, Leadheads. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I am your host with the most, Lefty, where we have been leducating the uneducated for 10 years, actually 10 and a half years now here on the Talking Lead Podcast. All the education, each and every episode, we bring you something new, exciting, and educational. And today, we've got some great education, education for you leadheads. Uh, we're going to learn about a new product from our friends at Valiant Dynamics, brought to you by our friends at Riker USA, Ron Holmes. Uh, and we're going to have Ron uh, talk about some of his uh, new products as well. Uh, but we want to get to know the guys at Valiant Dynamics. They've got a really cool uh, accessory for your AR uh, or AK, depending on what kind of attachments that you've got. Uh, or, shotgun. or shotgun or uh, shotgun it's it's a butt stock so there we go <laughs> i'll just go ahead and uh, uh spoil the lead there but uh we're going to talk about those guys i'm going to go ahead and introduce them uh we've got i'll start off with the, the person who put this all together is our good buddy ron holmes Riker usa ron welcome in thank you it's good to be uh on the show again is this your first time on the real show the real show. Everything else has always been at SHOT Show or the NRA. Right. We've always had those brief, short mm-hmm. uh, kind of interactions there. So uh, you've not done the new guy questions yet either. So we're going to hit you with the new guy questions today, too. This will be I'm fun. Ready. we got three new guys on the show. This is going to be awesome. So as uh, you leadheads know and you've heard in previous episodes, Ron is with Riker USA and Riker has uh, they started off with the Riker grip, and I'm holding one up. Can you see it? Upside down. Oh. Yeah, there we go. The Riker grip, and it has evolved over the years to where they've got uh, integrated uh, switches in their controls now, and they've got some other things going on. So we're going to let Ron talk about that. He briefly went over that uh, during, like he said, our our NRA interview, uh, but we're going to get more details with that. Uh, Ron, introduce your your friends that you've brought with us today uh, with Valiant Dynamics. So <clears throat> I got to become really good friends with Todd through uh, phone calls and text messages, and I actually saw their product pop up on Instagram and I was watching it and looking at it, and I was like, this this is awesome. I went and ordered one. I got it shot, uh, went out to range, I shot it, and then I hit Todd right up away. I totally, like, geeked out and fanboyed on him. And then we just started chatting and um, then found that, you know, our com- our, our products complement each other. Um, I've been running this. Uh, I, it's well over a year and a half I've been running the uh, Evolver stock. And, um, from there, we're just trying to coordinate and, you know, help each other, uh, in the industry 
where we have a lot of struggles, you know, expanding reach and in the, uh, the marketing space. So we share ideas and we, um, you know, techniques for, you know, grassroots and, and, you know, getting in front of people. And, um, and I've tried to pass on a lot of lessons learned for me from doing so many vendor shows to them as they were just starting out. But, um, this is my first time seeing meeting crisp and first time actually seeing Todd, but yeah. So, so there you go. So introduce them, tell their names. So (laughs) is Chris is Todd, um, veteran owned company. And, um, I tell you, this thing is great. Uh, we sell it, we offer it, uh, we sell it at, um, at all the vendor shows we go, we believe in the product. Right. And you introduced uh, again, it to I'm us at, at NRA, and uh, we were very uh, – I was very skeptical at first. And I've not still not had an opportunity to actually go out and, and run it, but I've seen your videos and watched you do some of the you know, the things that you've done with it, and I've watched their promotional things with it. And, uh, you know, it's got its place. It definitely has its place, and uh, we're going to learn more about that. So, Todd and Charlie, welcome into the show. Thank you. Yeah, Good to be thank you very much. Absolutely. So we're going to learn more about Valiant. We're going to learn more about you guys as we get into this. But, you know, we have to thank our sponsors, those that make this show possible each and every week. Mission First Tactical. You guys go to Mission First Tactical, use the code LEADHEAD. You're going to get 25 or actually 20% off anything that you buy at Mission First Tactical. And they have a slew of new products there. You've heard us talk about them over the past uh, few months. Uh, since the beginning of the year, it seems like they've been dropping something every couple of months. So you got to keep uh, up to date on their website, keep watching their Instagrams, keep listening to the show. Uh, their hybrid holsters that they've got, the Kydex and the leather, they've got a new color available in those. They have their new Pro holsters available that use a magnetic retention system. Uh, it's very cool. I think I showed you that at uh, at NRA, Ron. I'm not sure if I did or not. I thought I did, but... Uh, it's a really cool uh, holster, new kind of a concept that they've perfected. Uh, and then, of course, their AR accessories that they have there, AK grips, their uh, dump trays, their tactical dump trays. I use these for my armorer's trays, guys, when I'm breaking my guns down and whatnot. Very cool. You can get all kinds of things printed on this, anything that you want, really. You just tell them what you want, send them the, the image, and they can put it on there. And it's like ink injected in there, so that stuff's not gonna it's not gonna scratch off. It's on there for forever. Uh, so go to Mission First Tactical, show them the love, and use that code, and they're gonna show you the love. And of course, our friends at Seal One, Seal One and Done, CLP. Uh, this stuff is great for corrosion protection, and not only for your firearms, but for your knives, for your archery. You can put this stuff on your bow. It's great to uh, to lube up your strings, and uh, it works on uh, great for marine items too. So, uh, seal one and done. Use the code Leadhead, and that's where you're going to get 25% off at sealone.com. Our good buddies over there are going to take care of you. And of course, you listen to the AK Corner each and every month, and we give you stuff away from Mission First Tactical and Seal One, and uh, they love you. They love you, Leadheads. I'll talk more about some more of our sponsors throughout the show. Caltech, uh, Defiant Munitions, Medicine in Bad Places, Cracking Cases, Lockdown. Uh, I'll give you some more discount codes. Factory 47. We got a lot of, lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to talk about. 
Attention business owners, are you ready to take your marketing game to the next level? Look no further than Black Tie Digital Marketing, the firearm-friendly, full-service agency that delivers results. We've worked with industry giants like Keltec, Spikes Tactical, and Armalite, and we even designed the kick-ass new logo at Talkin' Lead. At Black Tie, we blend creativity and data-driven strategies to ensure your message hits the mark every time. From high-end custom websites, graphic design, to inbound marketing campaigns, and everything in between, we've got you covered. Your success is our priority. Join the ranks of the industry's top players and give your business the boost it deserves. Experience the power of Black Tie today. Visit blacktiedigital.com or call 1-800-316-8030 to schedule your free consultation. That's Black Tie Digital Marketing, where firepower meets marketing power. Black Tie Digital Marketing is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. We're going to get into this. Um, Todd and, and Charlie, you guys, Charlie is in Michigan, I found out. Todd, where are you located? I'm also in Michigan. You're in yeah, Michigan as well? All three of us are from Michigan. So uh, Trevor is missing today. Um, he had an appointment, couldn't couldn't uh, get out of. But Damn um, it, Trevor. I know. Damn it. All right. Well, that's fine. We got two of the three. <laughs> Which is, and then Ron is uh, in North Carolina. So we're we're kind of over here in the south southwest or east uh, side of the the country here, south and north. Got it covered. We were talking earlier about that um, the smoke from the Canadian forest fires. You know, oh, how, yeah. How bad that's been. We still seem to be getting uh, a lot of. Are those under control yet? Do we know? Have we heard? I don't. I haven't heard much about them much anymore, other than just seeing the the haze. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about them uh, yeah. except for the haze. Yeah, so I guess they're they're getting them under control there. I don't know, but we do have Canadian listeners. So, like I said, I, I do love you, uh, Canadian listeners. Appreciate you. All the uh, the raw deals that they've gotten with their their firearms up there. It's a shame. They're a cautionary tale, and we have to follow them here in America. Uh, we can't let our rights slip, and that pistol brace. Uh, thing that's that's recently come down. You guys been keeping up with that? I'm sure being a stock company, that's probably yeah. on your radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the? Have you heard the latest on that? Just that it's pending. Yeah, there's been several injunctions uh, from different groups. Uh, they haven't done like a a complete injunction on the whole the whole ruling, right? It's just those people who have the certain lawsuits that are protected yep. under that. Yep. Yeah. So. You know, technically, if you're not a member of uh, one of those firearm coalition groups, then uh, you're, you're a felon if you haven't registered your your pistol brace or taken it off and disposed of it, got it out of your house. Because they're saying that if you still have it, even if it's off of your pistol, that doesn't count because you could put it back on and, you know, uh, they're still going to consider you a felon. So, you know. Use your but best it's, judgment. It's not. It's not a. It's not a law making. It's not a law. It, it's a rule. So how, how is how is it? How can you get arrested for how, something that? How do they do a lot of the things that they do, Ron? <laughs> you know, right? It'd be yeah. like an illegal search and seizure too, wouldn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So huh? until somebody's got deep enough pockets to to really give them a fight for their a run for their money, you know, then. 
you, you're just you're going to be the guinea pig <laughs> if you want to take that on, you know, and that's up to you. So, like I said, use your best judgment uh, as that goes. I'm watching it closely. You got to go. You got to uh, write and call and email and go in person to your representatives, and you got to start at the local level, your city. You know, you got to start at the ba- the base. The, the core roots and work your way up and let everybody know your opposition to any more firearms laws or restrictions or rules because they're all unconstitutionally, they're all unlawful. So that's my opinion on that. You guys want to chime in on any of that? Concur. Yeah. It's number two for a reason. You know, it's, it's pretty high on the list. Yeah. It absolutely is. Is that there's a comedian? There's a little skit that's going around on on Instagram, and this guy's talking about the, the country and the constitution, and he's like, "It was the second thing they wrote. Yeah, the second <laughs> thing. Like, it was probably <laughs> the first the value in. It was probably the first, but then as they were talking it out, they're like, "Oh, wait a minute! What we're doing right now is probably more important than that. But that's going to yeah. protect what we're doing right now. Right. So." Uh, yes, absolutely. That brings us to Leadheads. I'm warming us up. We're getting ready for the Talking Lead Planes and Trains segment. We're going to do some jack wagons and honor some heroes. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, Semper Pi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the train has stationed. And we got some jack wagons, a few jack wagons to take care of. And I'll start us off because we got the new guys here. They're not familiar with, with how we do things here. So this is kind of a warm-up, guys. It's to get the get our motors running, get our, our thoughts going, and uh, maybe get the, 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 the poisons out of our system, make us feel better. So I'll start us off. I was listening to a local uh, radio talk show the other day. And they have these people call in. And this, this guy that's hosting the show is new to our area. He's only been here about a year or, or something. I don't know where he's from. Uh, but this guy called in and was asking about the gun show loophole thing, which we, we're all familiar with when, when liberals and, and leftists and gun grabbers bring up the loophole, you know, exactly what they're talking about. There is no loophole. You know, it's, it's just a, it's, it's just a thing that they're trying to poison people's minds with that, you know, as gun owners, as you know, when we want to buy or sell our, our guns that we, uh, we have to, and we're bound to go and do background checks and, and submit them. And, and I have the government, you know, track and, and watch our every move, which we don't want, you know, we, we really don't want that. But, this caller was talking about, and he was saying how staunch of a 2A proponent that he was. He goes, I am, you know, a diehard 2A proponent, but, you know, this this gun show loophole has got to go. <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, dude, if you were two, you're a staunch 2A supporter and proponent, then you would know that there's no 2A loophole, and that is completely legal. You know, and you got to check your state and local, you know, whatever, but to do a personal transaction, to sell your personal property. Firearms are your personal property, and it's legal to, if I wanted to sell that laptop right there, I don't have to go get a background check. 
If I want to sell my car, my automobile, I don't have to go get a background check. You know, if I want to sell my axe out there, I don't have to go get a background check. If I want to sell it to to Todd or Ron or or Charlie, um, so you know the same thing applies with firearms. If I want to sell my firearm, and it's got again, it's got to be in state. I can't sell it to Todd, Charlie, or Ron face to face or in person. You know, if I did it out of state, then you know we're talking about sending it to an FFL and doing a transfer and all that. But state to state, you don't have to do that. So. You know, if I want to sell it to my neighbor over here, I can do that. But guess what? There are already laws in place that if this guy's a felon and I'm selling him a firearm or if he's not allowed to have a firearm, uh, there's already laws in place that are protecting people from, from selling to bad people. Okay? So to protect yourself, you probably want to ask for some ID. Uh, or you might even want to go to uh, an FFL yourself and self um, you know, police yourself. Don't don't ask for governments to put laws in place to do this stuff. If we as a community will just take it upon ourselves to be safe and cognizant of of who we're transferring our firearms to or selling our firearms to, uh, you know, then that's going to keep the government out of our business and thus furthering them taking our firearms away from us. So that's just another form of the gun registration or these background checks that they're wanting to do. And they're saying close the loophole. Well, there's no loophole because it's legal to do a person-to-person personal property sale. And um, gun shows, when people are set up and have these booths, uh, I think the majority of them are FFLs if they're doing gun you know, transfers. And they all do the the background checks there. You have to, to do that there. Now, there are people that walk around that have guns that they're trying to sell because they know people are there wanting to buy guns. And there's nothing wrong with that. They can legally do that. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But if they sell to a felon or somebody's not supposed to have one and those people go and they use it in a crime or something, then guess what? They're going to track that back to you and your ass is going to be in trouble. So you have to be very cognizant and aware of who you're selling your firearms to. So, that's my jack wagon are people who are of that mindset that say they're 2A proponents, but yet they're also uh, willing to sit down and compromise their constitutional rights. How about you guys? Did that give you any any ideas on a jack wagon? Uh, I got one. Yes. We live, you know, I live in a beach town. We and we ride our e-bikes. We ride everywhere. Um, year rounds, unless it's a torrential downpour, we're not on the bike. My jack wagon is the person who has a red light and rolls all the way up into the crosswalk when we're coming down the bike path and is turning right, but looking left and doesn't even see you. Mm. And then you sit there and you look at them and they look at you like you're the one that's wrong. So that and also we've all I've, I've almost been hit a couple of times. Um, I was hit on my motorcycle, too. So, I mean, it's I should be expected. But what I have done is I got in a cup holder, put it on my handlebars of my e-bike, and I have one of those maritime air horns. <laughs> so when I come up to the Jaguar, I just lay on that horn, scares the crap out of them, makes me laugh. I feel better. Um, usually if there's like somebody it. behind them, they see what happens. They're laughing. So, <laughs> yes, 
I had a problem and I came up with a solution. There you go. <laughs> you know, and that's another, that's a good, that's a good point there. Uh, I like that. You had a solution to your gripe. That's, that's perfect. How about you, Charlie, Todd? You guys got anybody or anything? Uh, it could be a thing. It doesn't have to be a person. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got, I got one. It's kind of a little related to that. Um, so I don't know if you guys are aware, but Michigan has the greatest roads in the whole country. <laughs> yeah. Right? Want to bet? Want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, almost half the roads around Detroit area and up north are under construction right now, all at the same time. Like you can't drive two miles without hitting an orange barrel. It is that bad right now. And it's perfect time for you know summer travel. So all of mm-hmm. us are really dealing with it, you know, trying not to hit bikers. You know, trying not to hit each other. So it's, it is chaos in it's, Southeast Michigan. They've right got that government funding that if they don't spend it, then they're not going to get it next time. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. Yeah. Jack wagons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Todd? Mine would be social media, you know, and uh, I would say that um, it's a, it's pretty much, you know, a, a significant issue as a business and you're trying to advertise your business and there are uh, just ridiculous rules and probably the, the most difficult part about it is that you can't talk to a person. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to call out the social media issues with uh, for folks that are in the gun business. It's kind of that's kind of a jack wagon move is is to not put a person in place to discuss us. We had a conversation with uh, somebody on one of the social media platforms. She claimed to have gone to our website, told us everything about, you know, how awesome our company was. And she said, your biggest problem is you sell guns. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to wait right here while you order one. And, uh, and we'll watch watch your order come through. Yeah. Right? So they just don't know. Right. They need to be educated. They see they a gun on your website. Policies. Yeah. yeah. And they automatically assume that you're selling guns. They don't yeah. care. But that's the problem. They don't care. But you are you are associated or related to the firearms industry. It's like I don't sell guns. I, I sell information and freedoms and um, entertainment. But yet I am still choked down, bottlenecked. What's that? What do they call it? Black um, listed shadow band. Shadow band. Yep. That's it. Shadow, shadow band. band. Just, you know, heavily shadow band. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm associated with the firearms industry. And uh, like you said, and there's nobody that you can't get in touch with these companies either and say, hey, you just, uh, you know, you just took down my post and it's got, it does not violate any of your rules. It's, it, you know, explain this to me. And there's nobody there. there you can't get in touch with anybody. It's just, you got to take it, which is, you know, again, fine. And we have to come up with a solution to this. And the solution to that is start our own. So maybe within our industry, come up, start our own. Rumble. So we, we've we switched over to Rumble now. And Talking Late is on Rumble. So you listeners, go to Rumble. Follow us. Uh, we just did that within the past like couple of months. And it's slow starting. And, you know, Rumble's rough to figure out and, and, to, and to get going. But you got to start somewhere. And... At this point in time, you know, Rumble is our, our safe haven, and we're able to go there and talk and post, you know, about our firearms, about our industry. And um, I've not had any issues so far, but I do need more of you subscribers to go there and and subscribe to our Rumble channel. I just posted the video from our latest AK Corner. 
So if you want to go watch that video, go to Rumble, because I'm eventually going to stop posting to YouTube just completely. I, I could care less. I don't want to deal with their bullshit. Um, and if you're a follower on YouTube and, and you're upset about that, I'm sorry. Go to Rumble. It's free. It doesn't cost you a damn thing. And it's, you know, it's probably going to be a lot easier. And you're going to be able to see a lot more content and hear more truth about firearms than on YouTube. So go to Rumble. That's my solution. Have, have you guys tried? We haven't done it yet. Have you guys tried capitalizing on Twitter now that it's free? It, that it's free? It's free to, like... To move about freely, no restrictions. Well, that's not true because they still are. They they talk a big game, but they haven't actually followed through with all that big talk yet, Ron. Mm. So okay, um, I, and I'm not against going there and trying it. Uh, you know, if, if somebody wants to go there and, and give it a shot, by all means, please do. But I just I gave up on Twitter, Twitter, you know, a long time ago, and um. Until I actually see a difference, I'm not, I'm not really going to put any more effort into it because there are other platforms like Rumble that I know mm-hmm. aren't going to be squelching us and and uh, shadow banning and you know doing all that uh, nonsense. So, uh, what about you guys? Have you guys noticed a difference on Twitter? Have you done anything different on Twitter? We just recently started our Twitter posting uh, pr- pretty much when. Um, uh, Elon Musk took it over, mm-hmm. so we we started kind of moving and, and doing some Twitter posting there. Okay. So definitely our followership there is is uh, smaller compared to Facebook. Yeah. So here's my Rumble, and I've got a whopping seven followers on on Rumble right now. <laughs> so you know, all you all you listeners, I know you're listening, and I know that you know a lot more than seven of you are on Rumble. So go and I don't know what you do. I guess you follow, you like. I don't know how you do it. Uh, but just go in there and type in Talking Lead. And we've got our new logo. You'll see the new logo there. And you'll see our videos. I think I've probably got like nine or so videos uh, posted up there so far. But I mean, like anything, you start from scratch. You got to, you know, you got to work your way. Got to work your way up. But Got to cut your teeth. Got to cut your teeth. But I will say that on... You know, Instagram, uh, I don't post to Twitter, but if you post on Instagram, I think it automatically posts on Twitter or f- something. I can't remember. They removed that. They yeah, did? They, re- they removed that, yeah, when Elon took it over because ours used to do that. Uh, and we were updating it uh, a couple weeks ago, and we were looking, and it's not an option anymore. Um, oh, okay. So, that's yeah, that's Zuckerberg's way of, like, not supporting Elon. There you go. Is is Instagram and Facebook the same people? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What about YouTube? Is that a different? No, yes. but I think they live in the same neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, you, I think YouTube is a Google. Yeah. Uh, a Google comment. Maybe because I know that it will let you tweet. So when I do a new post on on YouTube, it will let me tweet it or whatever. But I think you can still do that on Rumble too. Um, but here's the thing on Rumble: if you if you if you share it to Facebook. Uh, it says private video, and it doesn't actually put the video up <laughs> on on uh, Facebook if you if you try to post from Rumble. So there's there's not that compatibility, which I'm not mad about. Um, but uh, I was on 
you guys, so you guys are on the social meets too. Here's Riker USA. They're on the Instagram. So if you guys aren't following them, go follow Ron and Riker USA over there. Give them a like. Um, he's got some videos. And you just did a, a class, a course recently that mm -hmm. you invited me to that I wish I could have attended. But uh, we want to talk about that too um, coming up. And then, of course, uh, we'll pull your stuff up, guys. Valiant here in a minute. So that's our jack wagons. I think I think we talked about all the jack wagons we want to, haven't we, for today? We got our fill. What about what about heroes? You guys got any heroes? I do. Let's I do. let's hear them. So I took a screenshot of this, uh, and I read it the other day, and then I saw your email, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is perfect. This is what I need." Um, the Instagram play page is gladiator underscore six, spelled out S I six. These guys are down in Texas and they were putting on a course and right around the corner from where the course was, they heard a car accident and two of the guys attending this class had previously attended other classes and had a strong medical background. So the instructors grabbed, told those two guys to go. They were already moving and I just wanted to hold up. So you guys can see it. Go to Gladiator 6 and read the whole story. But these two dudes left the class, ran around the corner with their med kits. And um, what is it? I'm going to pull yeah, it up uh, here. Um, underscore, underscore SIX. Gladiator, underscore SIX. Oh, I didn't spell it right. Is that it? No. The one all the way at the bottom. This that one. one. There we go. So you can see it's the second post over. That's the car that those guys rolled up on. Oh, dang. And it was, a, it was an elderly woman. She was in there. They have a picture of her if you slide through. And these dudes just, like, ran over and jumped in. And that's what it's about. You know, I teach that in my classes. I teach it to my son. I'm running a, a summer two pilot summer camps, which start next week. And it's all about stepping up and being the difference. And those dudes sat there with her and stayed with her and, and did everything they could to treat her till the fire department got there. But um, that's what we need more of. So those those guys are the, the I just read that story and I was I was pretty pumped um, that there's there's people out there willing just to dive in to chaos for somebody they don't even know. I don't want to be critical. But why are they taking pictures? Yeah, um, I kind of thought that too, but I think that that was, I don't know, honestly, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> okay. Maybe they were attending and they had another person there taking pictures. Could could be, could be, I don't know. But I get what you're saying, and yes, absolutely. Um, you got to be willing to, to step up because, again, you know, a lot of people would just, you know, sit there and wait for the paramedics to get there and um, that lady could have died. So she lived and everything was cool. Well, she's she's in, she was in critical condition. They didn't have an update on her status, but she she was still alive with a faint pulse. Jeez, I think look at that car, though. Holy moly! Yeah. What in the world happened? Uh, That's craziness. That car is just yeah. mangled. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It looks like it rolled down a mountain. Yeah, it flipped. Hmm. But, there you go. So, Gladiator Six, welcome to the Leadhead Brigade. Lead Force One. <laughs> Very cool. What about you, Todd? Charlie, you guys got any heroes? I don't, 
Charlie? Uh, I mean, the only guys I can think of at the top of my head are farmers. You know, they've been dealing with a lot of bullshit lately. Yeah. You know, past three years, like they just don't get enough credit for the amount of time they put in. You know, it's they're keeping us fed and our future doesn't look too great. So be nice to your farmers. Right. There you go. Otherwise, we're going to be eating donuts. Or fun. <laughs> from, from Kroger for a dollar eighty for a baker's dozen. <laughs> That's my hero, Kroger, for for marking their donuts down to a dollar eighty when they're getting rid of them. Yep. We were telling a story earlier, Todd, about my shopping experience last night. Oh, sorry, I missed it. <laughs> I got a score on some donuts. <laughs> scored big time on some donuts no uh so and i can't forget to mention uh father's day was this past uh weekend so you know all those fathers that are out there spending time with their kids with their family making a difference putting the time and effort in going to the ball games going to the recitals uh teaching them right from wrong then you know those those are the fathers that really uh, deserve a big thank you and a ride on Lead Force One. Are you guys fathers? Yep. Yes. yes. Happy Father's Day, belated Father's Day to you all. <laughs> did what did you do for father? Or what did your did your kids do something for you? Did you do something for your kids, your family? Uh, I was sick with the flu last weekend, ah. so we are celebrating Father's Day next week. Yep. Okay, so you you got one you got one owed to you. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. What about we you? We went uh, we went up to uh, Sleeping Bear Dunes uh, National Park, and we did some bike riding up there. Saw a lot of folks out. Um, my kids are both uh, military, also. So my wife, prior service military. My son is active duty now, and my daughter uh, served in the army as a soldier. She's out now, married to a soldier. So we're this whole veteran kind of family and. We got out and, and uh, went up to uh, Sleep Bear Dunes and, and hung out, took some pictures. And, that sounds fun. You know, something that uh, if you're not a veteran, which we found pretty cool, is we went over to the visitor center and we got the veterans um, mark on our license place where we showed our DD-214, uh, DD-215, 14, 14. DD-214 and showed it. And uh, they gave us a, uh, a lifetime pass to what? all national parks. All national parks. Yep, that's In dope. The state of Michigan, yeah. or the all no, it's uh, national. Federal, yeah, national. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't been to Sleeping Bear, you, you should definitely do it. It's a pretty cool place. That's cool. You can hold. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Very cool. Very slick. So a benefit nice. maybe our veterans aren't aware of. Yeah, I, I, I was com completely unaware. I've seen that before on like, I don't know if it was like task and purpose or military.com. They, 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 they put information out like that all the time. And I'm like, Oh, I got to keep that in mind, but I haven't been to a national park yet to take advantage of it and need to. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. What about you, Ron? What did you do for father's day? Um, we, uh, got my son got me, we, we haven't finished building it. Lego. We got a Lego star Wars. This is the, Death Star, the trench run where Luke is being chased by the three TIE fighters. Oh, yeah. So we still got two more bags left on this one. 
uh, went to church and then we went down. My in-laws lived down the road in South Topsail at the beach. So we went down and went swimming in a pool and then got on the boat, went out to the sandbar and just had a real nice day and had a big family dinner. And it was, it was, it was good. It was, it was, uh, bittersweet for me uh first father's day without my dad mm. but um we we did a good job making sure he was with us so yeah it was a good day very cool very cool and that lego set that you got there probably cost as much as a an ar or something <laughs> yeah yeah some of them oh my gosh yeah Legos are this, this, they're like gold we we do have we only have one kid and um it definitely shows. We have outside Legos. We have garage Legos. We have downstairs Legos, car Legos, upstairs Legos. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but yes. Is he going to be an engineer or architect or something? Uh, yeah, I, it, it, I mean, it's, it's definitely. It's in the cards. In, in, on the, on the cards or the, the path of possibility. Kind of yes. leading him that way. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And Star Wars. That's one of my favorite uh, movies of all time. Love Star Wars. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool. All right, that does it for our planes and trains uh, segment, uh, lead heads. The multi-mount is a simple yet flexible platform that allows you to conveniently mount your everyday items wherever you may need them. A rugged 1.5-inch belt locks into the mount, allowing the attachment of any item that uses a clip or belt loop. With the quick-release tab, you can easily swap out essential gear as needed. Ideal for mounting comms, tourniquets, lights, firearms, and more. The options are almost limitless. The platform comes with two backer options, either three and adhesive or cup backing, giving you adaptability and endless options on where you can mount your needed items. Access your essential equipment in your preferred configuration. Carry what you need, where you need, with our multi-mount platform, available now. For your exclusive Talking Lead listener discount, use the code LEADHEAD for 20% off at checkout. So we want to learn more about our guests now and their products. So, Todd, tell us uh, about Valiant Dynamics, uh, who you guys are, how you got started, what you do. Okay. So we all came from the body armor industry, and that's where we met in the body armor industry. So going to trade shows... Um, we heard the constant complaint that the buttstock slipping out of the shoulder, right? There's got to, got to keep that buttstock in the shoulder, yeah. uh, with your gear on. So even if you go to the, um, army's manuals on, uh, marksmanship training and the Marine Corps manuals on marksmanship training, they talk about the, the importance of building a, a good stable or sturdy shooting position. Right. And they even mentioned that if you've got a buttstock on your weapon and you're wearing armor, you're going to have to shift the buttstock inside or outside uh, of the pocket of the shoulder in order to get a good stable position. So through all that uh, constant, um, you know, uh, listening to the customer, listening to the voice of the customer, uh, Charlie, who is the uh, inventor of the Evolver combat stock, he, he drew up a concept and uh, he sent he sent a napkin sketch over to me and then eventually printed a 3D version of it, a 3D printed version of it, and uh, and sent it over and said, what do you think about this? You know, listening to everybody talk at, at, at the shows about the buttstock slipping out of the pocket of the shoulder, he said, what do, what do you think about this concept? And then so from there, we just started designing uh, and putting it into t- uh, test and evaluation. As you can see, 
rotating the uh, the spur catch. There was a patented spur catch now, and you rotate that to the inside um, is primarily how it's supposed to work to your body armor, um, your your shoulder strap coming down so it catches right on the inside, and then it allows you to build a good stable shooting position. We want you to stay focused on what's going on downrange and not what's happening uh, here in the pocket of the shoulder. Yep. So, Charlie, talk a, talk a little bit about how – uh, you were inspired to create this. <laughs> so like Todd said, um, we came from the body armor industry and I was the lead designer uh, for designing uh, body armor vests and load bearing equipment. And that was the number one complaint from all of our customers was how every time they shouldered the rifle, it would either hit on the hard buckle or it would hit on like the, the padded shoulder, you know, strap, or it would collide with the hard armor plate and just want to bounce off every time you go to fire it. So I tried solving it through the body armor side and it's just, it just, it would never work right the way, you, the way you want it to, right? Cause we always seen guys putting sleeves over the, you know, the hard buckle or they would um, put that rubber tube next to the buckle to kind of act as like a buttstock brace. Um, I've even seen guys try to do it with magnets with like a male, female magnet. And it just, yeah, it was never, I right. have firsthand you know experience with one of those uh, systems. Yeah. yeah. And like they did really good work on it, but it just never functioned the way you want it to function. And by the time you're done getting that vest to accept a buttstock the way you want it to, you end up with this massive fabric and material buildup that it's, it either it's, it's too heavy. It's too bulky. It restricts your movement. Or it's just it's more cost like cost ineffective, right? Because now you have to sew more, and it adds more material, adds more weight, and it's just it just doesn't work the way you want it to. So instead of the body armor side, I went from the gun back. So I was looking at the whole profile, the the complex profile of the shoulder pocket, and number one, you got to avoid the hard plate, right? You can't collide with it, and number two, you got to figure out a way to lock onto that shoulder strap. And our spur catch, this part, that is our way of doing it. Okay, and that's the spur catch. So for our listeners, yeah. uh, you can go to their website, which is, is it ValiantDynamics.com? Yep. Yeah, there's a, primarily there was a hyphen in between it, so Valiant hyphen Dynamics, but we were also able to get Valiant Dynamics a little bit later, all one word. So okay. both of those will get you there. Very yep. cool. Uh, and do you guys have uh, maybe some videos or something like that? You got a YouTube channel or are you going to be a website? YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. Um, and so if I was going to say, you know, from, you know, at the, at the risk of sounding a little bit goofy, but calling out a hero, I, I would say for, for us, it's Ron, right? Ron, he has been uh, constantly working with us and uh, talking to us. He's into co-branding, you know, and, and he's been a champion for us um, since we started. And so he's done a, a couple of videos for us. Um, we're, we're, we're manufacturers, so it's kind of hard, you know, to be, uh, everything to everybody. So, you know, social media for us is, is, a is a newer thing and, and making videos and posting that information out there. It's, it's hard. And we appreciate Ron for, for everything that he's done and, uh, just the co-branding. You know, we were at the, uh, OTOA show having a busy, busy show and, um, showing, showing off the, the Riker grip. And it was just a great show, uh, for us. And, we appreciate that, Ron. 
Heck yeah, I, I love the product. You know, just from the first time I reached out to you, you know, I shot you that email and you hit me right back. Um, you know, that I just I, I love innovation. I love you know ingenuity, and I know I think I've said this to you before, Todd, but I think like my superpower is being left-handed and having grown up in the tactical space in the '90s when there wasn't a tactical industry and the limited resources that were there were side specific to a right-handed shooter. Um, so uh, I, I like to see things that are different and to see, to see how other people are, are thinking differently. And, um, I, I like it. Everybody I've introduced it to, um, has, has positive feedback. So, and I think I told you this before, but I've had one guy who said he dremeled the, the spur off. And he said, he said that was actually annoying him. He's, he drummled it off and he loves it without it. He says it works perfect for him without it. So <laughs> I mean, dudes are even taking it to the next level and, um, uh, you know, modifying it again. But the innovation in this one, too, everything that went into it, um, the thing that I love, it, you have options. So it does more than one thing. It is a buttstock. You have the personalization for the fit, you know, for your, your fast reference point on target transitioning, you know, moving around. But it also gives you the traditional old school style what, routing the sling through the buttstock and they have a built-in QD mountain air, which I think is, is you guys are really thinking about the end user. Those are two features that really stuck out to me the most on this. Now I don't, I don't use this. You know that I, I like mounting behind the pistol grip. I did. However, though, in the three day course that we did a couple weeks ago, ran this on a Mitchell defense nine mil, um, uh, SBR, and I ran the sling back there, my sling back here, all the way up, you know, to where it normally is behind the grip. And um, it uh, it took me a little bit to get used to it, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. So you, you yeah, didn't find options. Yeah, you didn't find that going from the traditional, mm-hmm. uh, you know, vertical style buttstock to a, I'm going to call it a fist style. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't, as far as your operating and maneuverability and everything goes like that. For me, yeah, nah, for you, it, 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 it was seamless. Like I went out there and it was just like, it, it was like, holy crap, where has this been forever? This is awesome. And like on my primary rifles, that's, that's it. Yeah. And I even have it on, um, I've got it on two of my shotguns that we use for demos and, and for the shotgun courses and stuff like that. I've got it on, a, um, a Mossberg and I've got it on a black aces tactical. Um, and, uh, I, I love it. It's on when I when I go to shows, it's on. I think if I have six rifles displayed, it's on four of the rifles display. Um, and one is it, it's not on because that one has a really sick Cerakote and then the other one's for an AR-10. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I like it. I, I don't think it gets in the way. I actually think it's just a lot more streamlined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, the other thing, too, is. You know, a lot of times I found like in there talking about with the body armor issue is, you know, depending on swimmers cut or not swimmers cut where your plates are. Like I always found myself on the natural curve of my pack is where I would always rest my um, my buttstock. And now I shoot uh, offset 45 degree, you know, red dot. So it that's how I've trained forever, you know, yeah. and with the Riker grip, just letting it sit in my hand. Now with this is once I get the spur set for whatever I'm doing, whether it's with our, with kit, with just a chest rig or nothing, um, I get that set after a couple, you know, 
warm up, you know, dry fire stuff. And it doesn't matter. I'll put it in the center of my chest. I'll put it on my shoulder. I'll put it low. It's it. It's I don't know. It just it just works. It, it, I think it makes it. Um, it enhances your abilities, and it and it. I, I think it just. You're not thinking about it as much. Yeah, we we'd like to see the, the the look on people's faces when they're running it, and and when we're showing it to them. Right? Is is at first they're kind of like, wait a minute, no way, did that just happen? Yeah. Hang on a second. I got to, I got to do that again. I got to see that again. And then they're like, and you can just see it. It's like, holy cow. Well, I got to admit when I first saw it, Ron showed it to me. I thought it was, I thought it was a a new pistol brace design, Right. you know, because it's very minimalist uh, when you first see it and kind of looking at it, you're like, okay. And then he starts going into, you know, the function behind your, what do you call it? The little butt, the, the, the spur catch, the, the spur catch, yeah, the yeah. spur spur catch, the rotate rotatability, and then what that, the you know the catch is all for, you know, it's when you're wearing your your vest to get, to to be go comfortable around those buckles and and whatnot, and uh, it makes sense, you know, it definitely makes sense. So as he was got into and explained, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, so this is not a pistol brace lead hits <laughs> so, no, no we we yeah. were very clear about that like from day one we were advertising as a shoulder mounted stock so yeah if we start calling it a brace but apparently there's no such thing as braces anymore anyway so everything's right. a stock yeah. <laughs> everything's yeah. a stock now anyway you know the um the other thing too with just like with the innovation of it if you look at the buttstock industry the buttstock has been it went from the fixed buttstock from M16 A1, transition down, and then the collapsible, the generic buttstock with the with the the D ring in the back for your sling keeper, you know, all of the designs from the buttstock until the Evolver have been based off of that triangle shape, even the skeletonized ones. Um, it's all it's all essentially been just reinventing the same thing. And that's the other thing I liked about these guys. They like threw that out of the picture and completely came up with something that had not been done before. Yeah. Almost a honeycomb type shape, which, you know, the honeycomb is the most structurally sound uh, geometric shape there is. Yeah. It's very, it's very sturdy and you can, (laughs) you probably crack some doors (laughs) with that too. (laughs) I would want to make sure I collapsed it uh, yeah. before I started before I started smashing with it. But at the same time, I'd hate to catch one of them in the face, right? Some of the, some of the the, the, the like uh, fist. Uh, yep, some of the the rifle uh, combat hand, you know, close combat with your rifle, and if you're striking somebody with it or or uh, giving them a giving them a smash yeah. uh, with it. So but how long we, have you guys launched? Yeah, go ahead. I, think- I was just to say when we launched, uh, you know, what you guys are holding in your hand, that's Rev 11. So we put a lot of time and effort um, and resources into getting it out to T&E, getting it back, making the adjustments that we got in T&E. So we didn't just launch something that we thought was good for the market. We launched something after we we kept we were redesigning it and sending it out for T&E and then redesigning it. And then finally we settled on uh, the version that we launched into production. There's a pretty good white paper that we wrote on our website down in the footer. You can read the white paper about it. Um, but it was interesting, you know, in the data that we collected, 
89% of the evaluators recommended the Evolver Combat stock, and that was after we sent out 130 of them and we went into production. And then 85% uh, say it's easier uh, to mount uh, the weapon with the body armor on with the Evolver Combat stock. And that was after... What's up, guys? 45% uh, said they didn't even have a problem with it. Yeah, I'm just going to let that play while you're talking about it. Um, so I'm on their YouTube channel, so for our viewers... Um, they're seeing this video. If you're listening, you can go to their YouTube channel. Um, and, uh, there's a instructional video. It looks like Ron is your, your model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, just from, from the day that we first had conversations, you know, we, we hit it off and, um, you know, we, we've been, we, we've been, uh, talking ever since and we appreciate, um, all these, all the assistance. Now, is this and, your first, your release, your first release of this, this stock, the Evolver? Yes. Yep. And, um, when did you first release this? This was, uh, we went into production in, we purchased the tooling and went into production in September of 2021. Um, and then we uh, we had product in November of 2021, and then January, February of 2022, we kind of had our full grand opening launch. Yeah. Now, talk about your backgrounds. What? what uh, I know you said you have military background. What? Uh, which branch were you? So, yeah, for me, uh, prior service Marine Corps. I spent 14 years in the Marine Corps. Was a Marine sniper, infantry. Uh, did some time in logistics. So I know about the gear. I know about moving the gear. I know about wearing the gear, using the gear. Got out, went into the manufacturing business. And, and now I work in uh, in contract management, DOD, the DOD space. Um, everything from body armor when I was selling body armor to uh, all the way to Navy ships. Gotcha. And uh, and then Charlie and, and Trevor and I, we just sort of came together as friends. We were working together at the same company. We stayed in contact and we just developed that idea and that relationship. And then we came together to launch Valiant Dynamics. And Charlie, do you have military background? Uh, I do not. No, okay. uh, I went to college for industrial design uh, to design, you know, four wheelers, strip bikes and, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. And then after graduating college, I went to work at Cry Precision for a few years. Mm -hmm. um, loved working there, um, yeah. but hated New York. So Ended up leaving, found a place in northern Michigan, um, did that, uh, did their non-ballistic development for about five years. Um, then I just got tired of doing, you know, body armor and, and load carriage gear and went off on my own to do freelance. And that eventually evolved into Valent Dynamics. Yeah. So, Todd, when you were in service uh, with the Marines and, you know, you're operating and, and whatnot was was this a thought that you had while you were you know running your gear running your rifles that you know this this shit's really uncomfortable there's got to be a better a better solution was, for this you know i was pretty thick-headed back then so for me i was just doing what everybody told me to do you know put it out on the ball of your shoulder you know make some make some adjustments do do whatever you know do whatever you need to do um and something like this never really crossed my mind back then uh, and then when I saw the first prototype from Charlie, I was just like, no way. So, so did you go to him and say, you know, I've got this idea. Who's that? Whose idea was this? It was, it was mine from the beginning. Yeah. Charlie, it was yours. 
Yep. Okay. Yep. Hey, that's Jade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know her. That's like my little sister. Oh, really? <laughs> she, yeah, I love Jade. She's she's, she's been she's on the show before. Tight with our family. That's cool. I hadn't talked to her in a while, Tara. I said, hey. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so Charlie, you said you worked with Cry, and so you're working with these operators, high-speed guys. And yep. were you hearing feedback from them, or you're just watching them and you're like, hmm, I've got an uh, idea. Yeah, over the years, yeah, yeah, over the years, I would just watch them, um, see how everybody would kind of fidget around and try to try to find that sweet spot. Um, and like what Todd was saying, they're just – they're just kind of modifying their position just to get a shot off. And for some guys, it works. You know, other guys, they complain about it. Um, but like uh, Ron was saying, how buttstocks just haven't evolved over the dawn of time. Like they're, they're all that skinny, elongated, you know, strip. And they're, most of them are really flat. And unfortunately, humans and body armor are not flat. So running a flat surface on an uneven surface just doesn't make sense. So I, Kind of, I had this idea, you know, pressure tested it for a while and kind of came up with, I think it was like Rev 5 at the time when I, when I talked to Todd and um, I said, let's explain to him how it kind of works and what it's for and this and that. And from day one, he immediately got it right away because like we said, we were at the trade shows and that was the number one, you know, complaint. Yeah. You wouldn't have heard it, you know, in any other industry, like we heard it. Right. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. So, um, so you had this, this idea, you came up with the design, um, you're working with these two guys, Trevor and, uh, Todd, do you take yep. it, do you, at that point, are you taking it to them say, Hey, I got this idea. Let's, let's start yep. this company. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. And, it, and it's, and it's neat too, because not only do we all, you know, get along, we like each other, we're friends, but we all, we each have our own unique skill set. Right. So Charlie is design. Charlie is design. Uh, Trevor is an engineer. So he, yeah. he knows how to, to build it. Efficiently. You got to have an engineer in the group. Uh, you just can't get this yep. shit done. <laughs> yep. And then, you know, my Mac, my background in uh, the defense industry. So, you know, it just works really well. Um, we ran a nice competition in the, in the white paper. There's uh, on, on page nine, you can read about the development and the competition that we ran uh, for the, uh, for the injection molded parts, um, happens to be a veteran owned, um, uh, injection molder in Michigan too. So we ran a really good competition across the United States and we used all those things that I know how to do about getting good competition, you know, from my time in the defense industry. Yeah. And what's Todd's background? Uh, Trevor's or Trevor. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Todd. Trevor. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, other Trevor. Team. Trevor is uh, a, a real live rocket scientist. So he uh, he designed uh, naval warheads. Um, so he, he's oh, an shit. engineer. He spent some time working as a government employee, and then he uh, eventually moved to Northern Michigan, and that's where we all work together. Yeah. Now I would take it that you guys are targeting more of the military, um, government type agencies with with this product. How's that going? Yeah, really, really well. Um, so we ideally right out of the gate, um, you know, military law enforcement, we're the targets. So those are the guys that are wearing the gear that know what it's like to shoot in gear. They're the ones that we hear at the trade shows and we're talking to at the trade shows. Uh, but now that we're launched, um, you know, Optics Planet, for example, picked us up. 
Oh, cool. And then we Congrats. get we get guys that are just uh, building uh, a new uh, AR platform, and they want something super unique that they haven't seen before on their build. Yeah. So they'll email us and, and ask us, you know, about different specs on it and what we think because they've got a new build. Yeah. Um, so as you're getting this feedback from the end users now, as you're getting more and more people using it, what are some of the the ask that you're you're hearing from them? Um, I would say that there's a there's a small group of people that want something like a cheek riser because they're, you know, they're mm. they're they're taught that head up uh, approach. So you know, some want a cheek riser. Um, some are police. Uh, vehicle related so the rifle locks inside the cars right. when you put when you put our butt stock inside of the rifle lock doesn't it lock. doesn't fit uh like a traditional stock does right so that those that would be one we've got some prototype stuff we're working on around there so would yeah. you just like develop an adapter that goes on their existing lock system yeah mm -hmm. that seems like yeah. that'd be the easiest way instead of redesigning yeah. yours yeah, we're not making a lock system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and what we find too is that the majority of them just keep it in the trunk of their weapon or the trunk of their vehicle, anyways, because their weapon has a lot of other things on it that prevent it from going in the lock. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Definitely. Uh, very cool. So uh, you've you've birthed your company with um, the Evolver. Am I saying that right, Evolver? Yep. Evolver. Okay. Yep. So this is and it's for you know evo the evolution rotational butt pad is the you know how the evolver the name got came about. Okay, and it's E V O L R V V capital R V capital R. That's right. Did you get that from Riker? Did you borrow their big R? Match made in heaven. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Well, very cool. So, uh, like I said, I initially I was I've been impressed with it. I haven't had an opportunity to go out and and actually run it yet, but I was going to take it to to Ron's course that he just recently had, uh, but unfortunately I wasn't able to go. So, uh, talk about that course that you just had, Ron. Yeah. So that course was uh, was supposed to have been last year. We had to postpone it and. We were what we were trying to do was do kind of a train the trainer event, um, and then we got the idea to let's kind of make it a big media production and make it a co-branding event and get companies to sponsor. Um, <clears throat> and and it was a tall ask for what we were doing. We did it all at the Osprey Training Facility in um, Council, North Carolina. This is a phenomenal place. They've recently actually just started a uh, uh, a new two gun series, which is is pretty neat. And there's a there's a uh, competition each month, and they're building up to a championship round. And it all focuses on their whole this whole property. We've got subterranean. You got Hogan's Alley where we did all the shotgun stuff. You got some flat ranges. Um, so we did uh, we did. We BZO'd the Mitchell Defense rifles. They came down. They were one of the sponsors, so everybody shot a Mitchell Defense um, AR or their 9 mil carbine platform. And uh, I think we had about half a dozen had the the Evolver on them. Right. All of them had the Riker suites on them, grips and slings. And got those BZO'd, and then we went right into um, Mantis X training. So we had Mantis out there, and Grant came down or came up from South Carolina and gave a whole class on the X-10, 
and turned it into a very a very competitive group we had and it was uh straight just co- after like 10 minutes of instruction it was competition so tell like, our listeners getting, what the mantis x is oh i would tell you this is that being a firearms instructor and understanding cost related in trying to remain proficient and train in fi- the firearms space with ammo and then having the ability to go to a range where you can move freely where you don't have to like go to an indoor range and you can't come from a holster the mantis x is a personal trainer personal firearms instructor free in your phone um it collects data the data doesn't lie the numbers don't lie and they make it a game they have the laser academy they have all these other features in there so the Mantis X-10, it clips onto the bottom of your pistol. It works with pistols, rifles, shotguns, airsoft, BB gun, live fire, dry fire, CO2. You set up your configuration, left-handed, right-handed. Um, optics, I think, are in there. You can really tweak it so it's personalized. So it under- so when it's collecting the data for you, um, it's collecting it off of your shooting hand, how fast you're, tar- you're transitioning between targets, if you're slapping the trigger. and it, it, it's so It's like a so laser technology layers. that... Uh, Bluetooth to your phone. Yes, um, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying have, to sum uh, it up, uh, just so they get yeah, here, a basic idea. So, so you, it is Bluetooth, um, and you can see this is there. the X10 right here on the bottom of the shotgun, and just pops on on and off. That easy. It's a USB C charger. Think yeah, yeah, USB charger, and. Um, you can, and then when you put it on too in a program, you have forward, forward facing or rearward facing. The other cool thing about this is it has a whole separate app. You can put this on your bow, and oh. so you put the little sticky piece of pick rail on your bow, and this would do the same thing for shooting a bow. You work on a crossbow. So it'll work on a crossbow. On yes. Crossbow right there. there you go. So there's this, but then we we transitioned into the Mantis X Blackbeard, which is that sounds rad. Yeah. So. What you got, see, ooh, look at that Cerakote. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. you take your, your, your bolt carrier group out, you replace it with this one. You can, um, you can BZO this elevation and uh, windage on here, and then you charge this up, this Bluetooth to your phone, and what you get is you actually get a... So what he's showing get, us for our listening audience is uh, he's got an AR, and you change out the bolt carrier... With the, uh, I guess it's like a laser type system. Yeah, it's a it's it's the the function. So the magazine is just it's a standard same size as a magazine. Yeah, and it's got the two metal. Okay, uh, that's your battery. Points. Yep, yeah, that's your battery. So this is the battery, and then this is like the the yeah. the CPU. So the ma- the, the magazine goes in just like a regular magazine. It connects to the bolt carrier. It's got the connections there, and then it powers it the the whole system up there, and then you've got a completely uh, uh, trainable AR at that point, inert, safe. Yeah. So then we started doing a competition with this and there's a lot of drills in there. So there's a box drill. So you can set your standard left, right, right, left, body, 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 brain, brain, come back. And this thing is measuring your speed between, between shots, between targets. And then it's measuring accuracy and it's measuring our, are you, how's your trigger control? Are you too deep? Are you slapping all this? And it is just, it's phenomenal. And it, it's so much fun. I'm actually, um, going to, we're actually going to go back down 
there. And we're going to do a whole uh, compare and contrast with grip, without grip video series with Mantis nice. uh, for us to show. Cause we did find, we did some, you know, like, Hey, let's see what works. So we, we did the whole box drill without the, uh, without the grip. And then we did it with the grip and the grip edged every single, there was 10 of us shooting. Everybody's time was, was faster and their accuracy was improved when they use the grip, the Riker grip the, is what you're talking the, about. Using the Riker grip on the Blackbeard, yeah, yeah. So that was day that was day one. Day two, we went right into shotgun. My dynamic shotgun class, I created. I've had uh, I've had a lot of people, you know, in 15 years of, of of running my own firearms instruction. I've had a lot of people like, you know, the questions like, what do you use for home defense, and you know, what do you think about a shotgun for home defense? And I was like, I was like, that's great. And I was like, understand that, and I, because I did ask this, understand that your insurance company will not cover uh, damage from a shotgun in a home invasion. They'll cover the damage caused by the home invasion, but any secondary effects from a shotgun blast, they will not cover that. Really? Because you That's you made the decision. Yes, I had a State Farm guy, uh, Jake from State Farm, told me that. Right? Um, Jake from State Farm. <laughs> That's the commercial. So, That's the guy from the commercial. Yeah. So. Um, uh, I asked him, I was like, all right, so what's your shotgun? They're like, oh, I got a, you know, 870 Mossberg 500, whatever. I'm like, okay, so you got five, five in the tube, one in a chamber. And they're like, uh, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so six, six shells. I'm like, you know how fast you can go through six shells? And, and they're like, pr- pretty fast. I'm like, yeah. So where's your extra shells? They're like, in my range bag. I'm like, where's your range bag? In the garage. Where's your bedroom? Upstairs. Are you feeling exposed, right? So I created this dynamic shotgun course, which allows you to stretch your legs and understand the full capacity of a shotgun, not in a a waterfowl like hunting type scenario. Um, we run this course with a with a pump, semi, and magazine fed shotguns, and each course of fire, it's roughly twenty to twenty five targets. We have little stands we put the clays on. And then we have steel targets throughout. So we have you moving to cover your understanding, um, you know, round management, your understanding, your equipment capabilities, your understanding, your abilities. But now you're having to manage all like the central nervous system spike, your ha- the, the elevated heart rate. And, you know, once you start getting fatigued, these turn into crab claws. Now you're trying to load like this, the shotgun, something that you don't do all the time. But this is now your primary home defense weapon system but you're having trouble loading two bullets, two shells in there. And you're like, uh, uh. so it's, it, it exposes a lot of things. And yeah. then I always finish off with the, the magazine fed. I am a humongous fan of magazine fed shotguns. It's just, to me, it makes so much sense. If you have a strong carbine platform where you can change those mags, whether it's a bullpup or it's a regular AR platform. Seconds are life, trans- you know, it's transition into death. a mag fed shotgun. It is, it's seamless. It's seamless. And like, like I, this is black aces tactical got me this and I'm so grateful. It's a left-handed bullpup. So when I shoot it, it doesn't eject into my mouth, which is really, really nice. Um, uh, so it ejects out to the side, but I have a a pistol belt that I made. I call it my John wick belt by wilder tactical. So I'll start, I start with a 10 round mag and then my wilder belt, has seven five round mags in it so i'm rolling with 45 shotgun shells that's a lot of hate to bring for home defense um 
So <clears throat> we we run that that dynamic shotgun course on that. Have had everybody run through that. Then we went into a tourniquet class. Had the fight dummy out there. Had everybody you know they had training tourniquets uh, for the rest of the weekend. Then the next day we showed up. We did some pistol, some rifle pistol transition. We did a lot of vehicle work. Uh, had them teaching them how to fight with the pistol out of the vehicle. Um, and then um, uh, we put the dummy in the vehicle. They had to pull the dummy out and start doing the shoot, move, and communicate. Put some suppressive fire down, and then um, uh, you know tourniquet application, and then move off the X. All building up to our shoot, move, communicate drills out on their their assault course at uh, Osprey Tactical Facility, which spanned over about 75 meters is what they did, bounding up in a team of three. Um, starting with uh, seatbelt cutting. I think I put that up on the Riker uh, Instagram. So we had the guy sitting in folding chairs. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's one of the things that we're going to be doing in the uh, uh, in the summer camp. Or maybe I, it was on the instructor one page. But um, yeah. <laughs> the seatbelt cutting is, is something that we're doing in the summer camp. And the thing is, it's like, okay, you have it, but do you train with it? So I got a, I got like 300 foot of um, seatbelt webbing. And we cut straps and we had somebody behind them in the chair. They grabbed the rescue me, um, RESQ, uh, RESQME, uh, seatbelt cutter glass break. And, um, they, uh, were just learning how to do that. And then they would go right, go right on up and get into it. So yeah. Oh, Oh, any, there you go. There it is. I was showing you, I pulled up Dissident Arms. Have you heard of Dissident Arms? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. They make some sick mag mag fed, um, like Saiga conversions shotguns. Yeah. AK. So that's sec the second one in, that, that one. Yeah. yeah. So that's the Rescue Me as a seatbelt cutter. And you can see these guys pulling it down. Uh, and you can see some, um, you can see some Evolver uh, buttstocks in there. And. One. So they're reaching down, they're coming on up. And the guys, you know, getting getting feedback from people too. They're like, that was great because they never they never would have thought about that. And um, yeah. I did another video about how we set them up in our cars, how we have them set on the lap belt of the seatbelt where you could easily reach it with both hands, uh, even if you were inverted and still conscious. So, um, yeah, we threw that in there just to add a little bit more stress in there to, and to make the... Well, it's uh, a good skill to know how to do, too, because, you know, all these people, you know, they've got these knives and they've got those seatbelt cutters on them and they never used them, don't know how to use them. So, you know, yeah. it's it's like anything. <clears throat> now, I will say <clears throat> I tried out a bunch of uh, seatbelt cutters and a couple things. One, I love the Rescue Me because it's American-made. That you, you got me right there. You had me at hello. But I had a couple other ones that were on the market that were being advertised. And my son was four when we were doing this. And I had the same seatbelt webbing. That rescue me was the easiest one for him at four years old to use. Yeah. So that's the one that we invested in. That's the one that I gave his stock and stuffers to the family for Christmas. That's the one that we have on in all of our vehicles. Nice. Um, and they've also, they've also partnered with us. They've, I'm, they set us up for wholesale pricing for my summer camp that I'm running for the kids. So all the kids are getting this and the kids are going to be doing that next week. We're going to teach them how to do that. Use the glass break, climb out a window. Um, so 
Now, these yeah. courses that you're offering, Ron, um, are, are these open to the public as well? Do you do you have a, a website where people can go and sign up for these courses? So really, um, I, I'll train anybody. I'll travel to train, and I've got three facilities that I can use here in my surrounding area, uh, eastern North Carolina. But um, I don't really advertise training. It's really just word of mouth. Uh, or somebody calls me up and is like, Hey man, we want to do this. And that's kind of how this one started. We, I had a bunch of guys that were like, I want to do some training with you. This is what we're looking to get. So I wrote the course out based off of the needs of the people that, that came in for the course. Yeah. And that was the whole premise. So gotcha. it, to, to me, it's more fun. Like this past, I also do for in North Carolina, we actually have a course commitment, uh, a range commitment, and then a classroom portion to to earn your concealed carry permit for the state. Uh, I'm certified by the DOJ to teach that. And I've been teaching that for like 14 years. And ours is, we do ours different than probably almost everybody in the state of North Carolina. We do a pistol 101 uh, on the range. So they actually learn the fundamentals of marksmanship. They learn how to present from a holster. We learn malfunctions, multiple target engagement, shooting uh, from retention. And I do all that in 70 rounds before they do their 30 round qualification. Then we sit down for three hours and talk about Castle Doctor. Um, so that one. And again, that's just really all that is just word of mouth. Um, right. Uh, I'm 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 sure I could be a lot busier if I we advertise the training. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you're busy but, enough. Though. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I appreciate you inviting me and I'm sorry I didn't uh, I wasn't able to make it next time. Next time. Definitely. Put me on your list. Because I will make it happen, definitely. That looks like a very fun course, especially with that Mantis uh, stuff. I'd like to get a little, little more hands-on with that. I think I've actually got one of like their, their first, first models they ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere, uh, I haven't used. Yeah, it in a I've while. been I've been with Mantis for like eight years. I'm, there's a video out there. I'm one of the their first crews. Me, uh, Chris Pronto, Rudy Reyes, Daniel Lombard, Jeff Reeves. We went to Kansas City to, and we did a whole, um, a whole day of training with them. Yeah. And I've, I've been a fan ever since it just, and I recommend it. I, I do dry fire practice with clients at my house and we put them on the Manta system and every single one of them, they're like, yeah, I'm buying this today. Yeah. So it's good for, um, isn't it the one that also tracks it too? And it'll show you if you're. Mm -hmm. If you're moving around, you know, what's your yeah, if you're figure eight control and, and yeah, yep. doing all that. Yeah. And then yep. it gives you recommendations on what you need to work on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that system. And then you, then I mean, where's it at? So Todd and, and Charlie. And then, and then you can work up to a, a box drill with a rifle like this cold, cold ninety seven percent under you. three seconds. Nine seven point nine. Six shots. Two two and two point yeah. four seconds is that what that was? Two point nine, two point nine, two five. Uh, I mean, everybody can't be perfect. <laughs> two point seven. Come on, make it better next time. But, Do better. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> what shotgun were you using? Uh, for that, that was with the the AR platform. Um, the shotgun I oh, we ran we, we ran the Keltec the KSG. KSG. And we ran a Mossberg 500. So I just want to say we this, ran, Chad, you were wrong. It was a KSG. It was not a KS7. Yeah, it had two tubes, so 15 shots. Come on, Chad, know with. your product. Um, yeah, we had a Mossberg 500 with the um, uh, the Kinshot buffer tube, the hydraulic buffer tube system in it, which if you haven't shot that, that is, it's, it is, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, 
Then we did, um, uh, we had a couple of Benelli's out there and we had uh, Black Aces Tactical Pro X and two Black Aces Tactical uh, Bullpups, a left and a right-handed. And cool. um, yeah, yeah, we, we nice. probably, on that day, there was easily, easily a thousand target loads shot of uh, shotgun shells. Yeah. Now, are you guys going to be set up at any trade shows or anything coming up? Um, Valiant, I don't have, I don't have anything on the calendar right now. We're we're potentially we're going to um, go in on a booth, and maybe this is something that we can talk about later, Todd. But we're looking at going to CanCon in Georgia, and we're going to um, split a booth with uh, Mitchell Defense. So we'll put all of our stuff on their rifles. We'll get we'll split a lane. And then go. And then there's You'll have to Texas introduce me to Mitchell Georgia. Defense. I'm not familiar with them. I'll get you and uh, I'll connect you and Nathan. He's actually uh, um, another veteran-owned company. He's a Sweet. special amphibious reconnaissance corpsman. He's a he's also a recon Navy guy. He okay. was, he was uh, he's from my world, and um, he got out and he just kind of he's up in Pennsylvania and he, his guns are sweet. They're nice. Remind me to show you this uh, when we get off. You'll appreciate yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, so that's that's about it. That's in November. Um, so there's one and, coming up, and again, when we get off, remind me to tell you about. There's another one in Georgia. Uh, it's a big one, so uh, I might be able to get you guys in on it. So uh, okay, just remind me when we get done. Uh, so as it stands right now, if you know somebody wanted to get some hands on with the the butt stock or the Riker products, um, nothing coming up where they can go and uh, attend and no range days or anything like that that you got yeah nothing nothing that i'm aware of we just finished up mtoa and otoa and uh we're, we're looking at we're looking at doing a third or a fourth show this year okay so you know and just like ron talked about we're trying to do there's a lot of uh ak uh competition events coming up um also i don't know how well that'll translate to an ak but um you know a lot of them uh, you know have been modernized and they're you know, put the uh, AR adapters on there to where they can put any kind of buttstock that they want on them. So, um, could be, could be something. I don't know. Have you tried it on a folding stock yet? Have you put yours on a folding? Yep. Works, yep. works good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no issues. Some some folding knuckles are a little bit different than others, but it functions just the same. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it's just is it a and it'll fit on any kind of like a six adjustable or yep. you know whatever. Yep. For mill spec or commercial buffer too. Absolutely. Yeah, we make them for a mill spec. That was one of the things that came out of our T&E was uh, we were trying to do a universal one to begin with, and then and then we decided there was enough folks that wanted two different versions, so we have a commercial and a mill spec version. Okay, yeah. and you got all kinds of different colors, I assume. Mm-hmm. People can get yeah. people who like. Yeah, we got colors. five uh, five colors on the mil spec version. You get black, OD green, flat dark earth, dark gray, and foliage green. There you go. And you can always rattle can it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always throw that rattle can on there, baby. I love rattle can and shit. Uh, very cool. So uh, your website, give it, give your website. Uh, www.valiant-dynamics.com. Or you can leave the, the hyphen out. Or you can leave the hyphen out, Like yeah. you said. Uh, email doesn't work like that, though, but uh, but the website will okay. direct you there. So your email, I guess they can get all that, links and everything to your social medias, all that's on your website? It's all on our website, the absolutely. YouTube channel, 
all that. Very cool. And Riker, Ron? RikerUSA.com. That's, that's it. R-Y-K-E-R-U-S-A.com. RikerUSA on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and also Instructor One, as we just saw. And we talked about the, you know, in that NRA episode, we talked about your new switch grips that you've got the Riker switch grips. Um, talk about one more time, just refresh our, our listeners who maybe didn't see that episode yet. Um, what you got going with these new, the new technology in your grips. So our ultimate goal from the beginning was to put the controls for your devices into the grip. Uh, two of the big things that we got from day one was like, Hey, you should put your controls in it. And we're like, yes, that's letting us know we were on the right track. And then everybody was like, can you add texture? And we added texture. The other thing that we added when we released, we bought the Riker Control, CTRL, so you can control your equipment better. We were really thinking about the end user, and we've added in cable management clips yeah. on the inside uh, on both sides of, of the grip. Um, so the Riker Control comes in a single lead laser option with the crane-type connector, or it comes in a single lead light option with a surefire type connector. It comes with our standard, uh, your standard M-Lock post. And I will, I have, I, I say this every time, the Riker logo is on this. As long as that Riker logo is up, doesn't matter if it's for a left or right-handed shooter, the grip will fit properly. And it's going to come with our cable management clips. And I just put a video up on our YouTube about these the other day. And what this, okay, I got some butterfingers going. Put some grip going. on those. All right. <laughs> so what uh, what we got here is, and you can see everything on this this uh, Black Aces bullpup. So we came up with these clips to remove the need for zip ties, rubber bands, and tape, right? So you can just you line the cable up in the tracks behind yeah. here. You have these wings that come down that give you a nice uh, a nice extra added you know bump protection, and they just clip right onto the top. You should of the call rail. them the OCD clips. <laughs> and then this is the so this we found out so this is the single lead laser the crane type connector but this is an insight light that operates off of a crane type connector we've also found that all the hollow sun uh light laser combos use the crane type connector um nice the surefire one works just the same surefire adapter and that's just the surefire light. So it works either way. And then right here, I have the control uh, set up with the, with the app heel. So you can activate your laser. You need now, one of those cord managements for your headset. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the thing with the laser, the laser button, it is a momentary or a double tap for constant on the light is um the light is momentary only and um with the uh the cable management clips the if you're not running the Riker control i mean they'll work on any rifle but this is yeah our dc mount which has the pressure pad on the side for you and then we just have that up there so it, the, the clips are universal you can run them on everything even if you don't have the grip and those actually were just put on the website last week um, and then we redesigned our sling. So our oh, sling yeah. comes in, the sling. yeah, our sling comes in a, uh, traditional multicam 
It comes in a black and black multicam. And we haven't released these yet. We have a limited number. We went a little old school throwback. We got we got a limited run of M81 uh, Riker version two slings, which are going to be on the website pretty soon. We're Sweet. just actually waiting on product shots. But um, yeah, yeah, God these are very comfortable, right comfortable slings. I like the, and I like it that they're not real thick either. Uh, yeah, they're what, what are you, uh, is well, that like a inch? Yeah, I think like inch and inch and a, yeah inch inch and a bit. And we you know, inch and a pinch. You know. Uh, um, you know, one of the things that kind of like made us feel pretty good is we just, uh, got picked up. Our slings just got picked up by some of the top tier special operations units. Oh, so congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty I mean, cool you guys are us. cranking out some good products and I like to see that you're, you know, you've evolved from, and I've got the original one. I don't know. I think it's on one of my guns in the, in the safe, but you know, from your original one to where you guys have evolved and, uh, you know, you've listened to the end user and you've adapted and, and you've, you know, you're making things, you're listening to your people and you're making what people want. So, yeah. And for our listeners who don't know what the Riker grip is, it is a, a side mounted, um, it replaces basically like your vertical grip, but it, 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 it mounts on your side and it just, it fits right in your, your hand. So go to his website, check it out, watch this video. You see exactly what we're talking about. Uh, very cool. Uh, so have we talked about all your products, Valiant? You guys got anything new on the horizon that we need to be, <laughs> we, that uh, you can talk about? Stuff, but it's nothing worth showing yet. Can you talk about it? Can you give us an idea or is that, is it hush hush secret? Give us an idea uh, what you're working on. This is the oh, show for exclusives. I'd, I'd say I'd say a little hush hush. I mean, we we've yeah. uh, we showed it a little at the show a little bit just to give a little bit of an idea of of something. Um, so yeah, right now we're just gonna yeah, just stay tuned. Give yeah. me a little, give me a little <laughs> something. <laughs> give me a hint. Give me a hint. It it would be for the twelve percent of the people that uh, maybe aren't comfortable with the evolver. Okay. Okay, I got you. So something again on the tail end of the gun. Yeah, still yep. looking at the tail end of the gun. Okay, all right. Yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Very cool. The Kiltec KSG 410 is the perfect sidekick with no kick. At just over an inch and a half wide, just over 26 inches long, and just over five pounds, you'll be hard pressed to find a more impressive 410 bore shotgun. In fact, it's the world's first and only pump action 410 bore bullpup shotgun. The side-by-side -side dual feeding tubes and one in the chamber delivers an impressive 11 round total capacity, making it as functional as it is fun. Innovation, performance, Keltec. Uh, so guys, thank you so much for telling us about your, your products. Now it's time to learn more about you personally, and maybe you know a little more about your companies too, but it's time for the new guy, new guy, new guy. New guy. Sometimes a girl. <laughs> All right, so these are, you know, when I ask them, just first thing comes to mind. Give me your answer. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about this, uh, your background. So, uh, Todd, you've got a military background. You told us about it. Uh, Charlie, what engineering, strictly engineering background. Of course, the cry precision that you, you've worked yeah. in the industry. Uh, it's an industrial design, human factors background. Yep. Okay. 
And Ron, um, we've talked just briefly about yours. Would you give us a little more detail about your military background? Yeah, I retired from the Marines 2010. Uh, I was primary MOS was, was communications and retired out of Marine Special Operations as the, uh, the operations chief for the G6 and created the first Marine Corps Special Operations Communication School, which is uh, now is, is an MOS producing school uh, officially recognized by uh, communication headquarters out in 29 Palms. And then um, I was a uh, diplomatic advisor for five years after I retired. Um, so I had cancer and couldn't retire anymore. Um, and that's right about the time uh, we started working on the Riker grip. And then um, my son was born and uh, we had to come up with a name for the company. And my partner said, we're going to call it Riker USA. And um, now I'm a retired stay at home dad. I teach soccer moms and special operators how to shoot. <laughs> I invent stuff. And now I'm, I'm uh, a camp counselor. I've created my own camp called Life Skills Academy. Yeah, we want to talk more about that uh, as we get into this too. So don't let me forget. Um, very cool, busy man. Did you say cancer? We can't just dismiss that. Did you say you had cancer? <laughs> I did. I did. Yes, that's how I got the 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 call sign instructor one. Uh, I had testicular cancer at forty two, and which puts was still keep me at high risk for the rest of my life because it doesn't typically uh, affect men past thirty six years of age. A lot of it. My doctor believes it was environmentally caused because of where I was working up in northern Iraq at the time. Yeah. And and there was there was about eight of us on the very small project that within a year and a half of being up in this one area came down with some type of cancer. Um, so I found it. The thing that was fortunate for me and I tell and I, I'm glad you brought it up. But guys, if there's a lump, if you feel it, don't put it off. Don't you, you act immediately. Um, the thing, and don't tell I, me you don't, you don't feel around down there. Cause you're touching that thing every day. Come on. <laughs> you're going to know. But the, I, um, one of the things I started doing is, uh, because you know, 90 on 90 off. Um, and I started realizing, started seeing like, like my whole body was just changing my energy levels. Everything was messed up. Um, so I started seeing urologists to do blood panels and this is, this is how you get your insurance company to cover all of this stuff. you run it through urology, not through your, your regular doctor. So I was doing the blood work, uh, when I got home within three days, of each trip and right before I left to see where I was at. So we could tr kind of find my rhythm in the event that I needed to do hormone therapy, which I'm not doing. Um, so I had seen my urologist two just about two and a half months before I found the lump happened. I found the lump on a Saturday as in the shower, had an ultrasound Monday, got the results Tuesday had pre-op Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday with surgery. Wow. Um, and yeah, so like I, that. I, bam, bam, bam. I yeah. And I told him cause I was supposed to be going back to work Friday. It was actually going to be my last trip. And they, that was like, Hey, can I do this when I come back from work? And they're like, uh, yeah. Well, when will you be back from work? I was like, I'll be back in 90 days. And they're like, uh, where do you work? I was like, Iraq. And they're like, yeah, you'll be stage four cancer in 90 days. The guy's like, this, he goes, this is an aggressive tumor. He goes, it wasn't there two months ago when I saw you. He goes, it has to come out right now. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I, I got, I got extremely lucky. They went in, they took the whole testicle, but I, I made a man. That's instructor off of one. one. That's instructor one. Uno. So you don't pick, you don't pick your call sign, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but you were take, extremely take lucky. Serious. 
take it serious. I got so lucky on that. And um, now we just really try to do our best to live, you know, really clean, uh, you know, clean lifestyle. I think you should uh, also um, start a, um, maybe a YouTube channel or maybe do a podcast on insurance tips too. Cause it's <laughs> 12 gauge shotguns. They don't, you know, I did not know that. I got to check. So I would assume that they don't cover anything if you're returning fire. If it, it well, I, so, so the way the guy explained it to me was, I, I I said, if someone broke into my house, they kicked my door in, and they did that damage, and I and I was like, and I got into a gunfight with them, and I was using a shotgun. Would all that be covered under, you know, under my homeowner homeowner's insurance policy of of destruction? And he goes, them physically breaking into the house, the damage that they did would 100% be covered. He says, but the damage that you chose to inflict on your property would not be. I chose. I had no choice. Yeah. Jack yeah. wagons. There's your jack insurance companies. <laughs> yeah. Jack wagon. What if the guy had a shotgun and he was doing damage with See? his shotgun? See? Yeah. So then just run downstairs and, you know. Well, no, when he's dead, go put the shotgun in his hand and say, <laughs> yeah. he did it. <laughs> yep. All right. So got your got your backgrounds there. Um, thank you for your service, uh, gentlemen, Ron, Todd, any law enforcement, you guys take on any law enforcement after any of that? No. Okay. Um, and Charlie, where did you go to college? Uh, college for creative studies in Detroit, CCS. Detroit. So you've been in Detroit your whole life then pretty much. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. Very good. And what do you, I assume you carry, do you carry, do you have your own personal firearm? Yeah. What do you carry? It's a Kimber 1911. It's a series one before they put all those silly safeties in them. 1911 guy. Okay. And 45, I'm, I assume. Oh yeah. 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 What about you, Todd? Sig, uh, nine millimeter. Sig nine. Okay. Ron? On what day? 43. I guess it depends on what day, right? <laughs> nah, I'm. You know, I'm, one of the things that I teach is is you got to have, you got to have the, the the commonality of stuff. If your bedside gun is a revolver, but yet your carry piece is a Glock and your truck gun is a Sig, you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. So we're we're pretty invested in Glock in this house. I carry a 43x. My wife carries a 48. So our mags are interchangeable. Our battle belts both full size Glocks, and then. Our carbines also shoot Glock Max, so yeah. everything that my wife and have forwards and backwards is compatible with each other on you know on our team you know, but um, <laughs> nice. Speaking of carbines, nice. Don Mills. Yes, yeah. yes, I do need one of those. Um, but uh, yeah, Glock 43X with uh, um, I've actually have a Swamp Fox um, red dot micro dot on it, and um, I need to get in touch like with it. those guys too because they were supposed to have come by at NRA and for some reason we weren't able to get them on. I think you were introducing me to them too. Yeah. I, and I, I've, I've been running that one on, on my 43 X, I think over, over two years. Yeah. Um, it's, it's held up. Um, I haven't had any issues with it. I've got a CT on mine, Kurt to trace. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it runs pretty good. And this is a, this is one of those Palmer eighties. Of course, they run. Ah, okay. They run Glock mag, so it's it's a Glock. There you go. It's got a little different grip, though. A little di di different grip angle. I like it. Um, I dig it. That's not my everyday here. I'm a Glock just guy looking too. Looking at it, 
Yeah, just looking at it like that, it looked a little, it looked a little, the pitch looked a little bit like a 1911. It's more like, yeah, it's more like a 1911 kind of deal. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I grew up so on the 1911 as... uh, in, in the Marine Corps and um, carried it forever. And um, it wasn't until 03, so I went to Yemen when I got issued a Glock and I was just like, and then I shot it and I'm like, I'm hooked. On that, on that same train of thought note, what was the uh, first firearm you ever shot? In the Marine Corps? Or no, ever. First, first one you ever put your booger uh, hook in. Uh, Crossman, pellet gun. Pellet gun. Yeah. Was it one of the pumps? It was a CO two. The CO two. Um, yeah, my dad had got me that. I, I think I was like, I honestly think I was like three or four years old. He had got it, and we would set up. Um, he would set up like matchbox cars and models and stuff like that for me to have target practice with. We're shooting like 10 yards. Yeah. I'm like three years old. He's holding me on the thing and I'm sitting up there trying to aim in. But yeah, that was, that was my first shooting experience. Yeah. Right. Benjamin Sheridan, same deal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you, Todd. It was a shotgun, just an old, uh, old hunting shotgun. Uh, I was out with my stepdad and, uh, he was uh, trying to teach me how to use it. Yeah. And do you guys still have those pellet guns and shotguns? Yep. I don't. But on the but on the Sheridan uh, pellet gun, my uncle used to have a Sheridan pellet gun and he would take a take a, a match out of a book of matches and you could put it and drop it in there and that's what he'd uh that's what he'd he'd fire off at me around the around the corner every once in a while. Matches? <laughs> would it ignite them? No. <laughs> but it stung pretty good. Yeah. That would be funny. Uh, what was the real, the first real gun that you shot? Uh, for me, it would have been the, uh, the, the M16 when I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, the yeah. M16. Me too. Yeah. Boot camp. So prior yeah, to that, you guys didn't have like hunting rifles or anything like that and didn't hunt or? No. I've, I've only been hunting two years and I only, I'm a bow hunter. Um, I've recently gotten into it. Okay. So, yeah. What about you, yeah. Charlie? Uh, I want to say it was probably like a 16 gauge shotgun. Yeah. You know, over and under. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. hell of a gun to be your first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, hunting, hunting's been in my family for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, when it comes to pop culture, what is your go-to, um, like movie or TV show, or maybe it's a book or music? What is your your just old faithful all time favorite? I'm 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 old school hip hop. Old school hip hop. Like Big Daddy Kane, Run DMC, Eric B, KRS One, Public Enemy. That's what I grew up with up in New England. And uh <laughs> you know, having a five having a five year old or a six year old, I'm 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 making sure that um I'm giving him a proper music education. And um, yeah, that kid thug. loves everything. <laughs> How about you, Todd? Man, uh, well, pop culture's throwing me off a little bit. Um, I would, you know, I mean, I have three pretty solid movies that I watch. You know, yeah. when I have change in my life, I like to watch uh, Armageddon, uh, Any Given Sunday, um, and then uh, Remember the Titans. Okay, so, so two. My, those are like my three go-to. Two movies. football and one world-ending disaster movie. 
<laughs> Any given Sunday. That's a good movie. I really Al Pacino. Is that the one? Al, Al yeah. Pacino. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron Diaz. Is it? Yep. That the, yeah. That was a good one. I like that one. Um, I like all the right moves. Football movies. Yes. Remember that Tom you Cruise? Took garbage on my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What about you, Charlie? Uh, yeah, I'm with Todd. I'm not much of a, uh, you know, pop culture guy, but in terms of on my playlist, it's anywhere from Hank Jr. to Metallica to, to Tupac and Biggie. So variety. I'm across the board. Yeah. Variety is a spice of life, baby. Yeah, it's- I would say the military did that to me, too. I mean, I can, when it comes to music, I'm a, across the board. I listen to anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah, what do you listen to to really get you jazzed up? <laughs> Sorry, say that again. To get you jazzed up, what do you listen to? Kid Rock, uh, Devil Without a Cause. Little Kid yeah, Rock. I'm getting okay. goosebumps now. <laughs> Listening to to Kid Rock. Very cool. You need to come to Nashville. He's got that bar here. You know. <laughs> come down to Nashville. We'll go to Kid Rock's bar. Uh, I like the old school Guns N' Roses too. Yeah, little hair bands. A lot of, yeah, a lot, a lot of jamming that while uh, we were in squad base. Oh, I'll bet. So that's our, our pop culture. So you guys don't, you don't like get into the video games or any of that kind of stuff. I'm sure probably, I don't know. Being in the military, they have a lot of video games over there too, for downtime. Yeah. I <laughs> didn't get into, you know, that. was it like rainbow six was just sort of like first coming out when I was, uh, how old are you the, Todd? In the nineties. Uh, I'll be 55 this year. Okay. So we're about the same age. Ron, how are you? I'll be 52 in August. Okay. What about you, Charlie? 40. You the babe of the group? I'm the baby. Yep. <laughs> See, we got good diversity on the Dynamics team. There you go. What about, um, what? what's the other guy? It's not Trevor. Trevor. How old is Trevor? I think he's 42. Yeah, his he, 40s also. yeah, I was say maybe probably 40. Yeah, he's maybe 40, uh, younger than 45, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the youngest. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> has there has there been, and I assume that you guys have several firearms or have had several throughout the years. Uh, has there been maybe a firearm or maybe a piece of kit or something maybe that you're a little bit ashamed to admit that you – you spent the money on, you know, like a high point or well, you, maybe a desert that, eagle or, you know, not that bad. I, <laughs> for, for me, it's, I'm, I'm always looking, like I, I say, I'll go to my grave, not having found the perfect backpack, the perfect concealed carry holster and a perfect sling. Well, I can take sling off that list. Um, I'm constantly changing holsters. I'm co- and I'm actually my new Victos sling bag. I, I've gone. Victos makes the three sling bags, so I, I started with the small one. I was like, oh, I wore it for like two months. I got the next, the middle one, the XL, and now I just ordered the other, the bigger one. Um, so I'm constantly changing bags. So um, Mission First just came out with a new line of bags. I need. To I'll have to. I'll have to hook you up. Remind me. I'll yeah, but I, I'm not afraid to buy to buy dumb shit. I will buy something to try it and just like, you know what, if, if there's value in it or something. What's the biggest think, disappointment, maybe? Let me rephrase. What's the biggest disappointment that you had, you had all these expectations for and it just didn't live up? 
I I bought this thing called the John Wick holster. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't even watch the video. I was like, they were like, this is the John Wick concealed carry holster. I was like, boom, order. I get it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So it's an apex. It's a very minimalist holster. The only good thing about this holster is that you can make it ambidextrous. You can flip the belt loop around. Okay. But this whole thing was, is they said you want the pistol sub. So the pistol grip is in, is the belt is covering your pistol grip. They want you to stick your hand in the pocket, push, put your finger on the muzzle and push the pistol up to free it and then retrieve it with your hand. That's not what John Wick does. No, it's not. And I was like, I was so mad and I was just like, this is, so I save it. And, and when I teach my concealed carry class and I'm talking about equipment selection, I call this the never ever. So yeah, n- never ever. But um, that's, that's probably the worst piece of kit I bought that I spent thirty bucks on. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. What about you, Charlie? I see you thinking there. Oh man, like so there are several body armor vests that I completely regret saying yes to. <laughs> um, but the 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 one thing that it still gets kicked around the floor all the time. Or was one of those, um, what do you call them? The under the arm uh, holster things with the, with the shoulder, shoulder holster. holster. Yeah. yeah. Like I got it. It had a cool, neat buckle on it. So like I wanted to get the buckle and like, I just, yeah, I don't use it. It's like the yeah. guy in Riptide. Remember that old TV yeah. show Riptide? He, he had that sh- shoulder holster. Yeah. Don Johnson. He carried that. Don Johnson that, had uh, one. Yeah. Miami Vice. 10, that 1911, 10 millimeter. Yeah. 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 Well, what about so, you, Todd? Uh, no, I would say probably I was thinking about that. So non non ballistic plates uh, for training and plate carrier. Uh, I've uh, purchased some non ballistic uh, plates. And then you were saying earlier, probably the the thing that I thought that was the weirdest uh, is also plate carrier related was the tough hook. Like I got the tough hook came with a plate carrier that I bought one time, and I was just like. And I, I didn't quite get the purpose of it, mostly because I couldn't figure out where I was hanging it. What was it called? Tough hook? The the tough hook. It's yeah. a it's a yeah. hanger for a carrier plate? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I see you got one behind you there. Yep. You got it hanging on something there. That's not the tough hook, is it? No, that's, no, a that's just a, like a, uh, a stand. I got yep. you. I got you. All right. So what is your next gotta have, wanna have? Uh, as soon as you get the time or, you know, the scratch, you got, you know, a couple more bucks you need to save up. What are you going to purchase? Could be anything. More ammo. More ammo. Yeah, you can do that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some, there's some smoking deals on ammo right now. You need to load up yeah. on the ammo. Especially some 300 blackout. I saw a great deal on some 300 blackout subsonic the other day. That, uh, that Ruger five seven's been on my list for a while now. Okay. That little car- the LC carving. Yeah. Yeah. That thing's that thing's keeping me up at night. Okay. It's funny you said it earlier. The Desert Eagle. I mean, I've just for a long time I've looked at it. Did you want a Desert Eagle? Yeah, and I'm kind of like, eh, but I got a little savings account for it. I don't know if I'll make it all the way there. I'll we'll see. Oh, you can make that. You get one more sale, and you're there. <laughs> How about you, Ron? Oh man, I want the Gen 12, the Genesis Arms 12 gauge. The S- they're, uh, oh they're my SPS. gosh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Those things are badass. I had those guys on it, uh, NRA too. Yeah, 
They were supposed to. They're, they're still. They have one coming to me. Um, just hasn't got here yet. But uh, talk about mag yeah, fed shotgun. Oh my! I got that thing. Wow. Yeah. I, I, when I get that, I'm never shooting an AR again. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot that. And you, you need to get some uh, enhanced insurance for your house. Too. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no doubt. Some ballistic walls down, down my fatal funnel. Yeah. <laughs> so this this one uh, is, think of the last question, but just souped up. So laws be damned, money be damned. What would you own or do? No laws apply. No money. Money's not an object. Sky's the limit. 20 acres. 20 acres. Yep. 10 houses in a circle. Underground tunnel system. <laughs> all, all climate controlled, everything. Fallback points in the house. Fully, I don't care, saw, whatever. Rooftop position. Everybody house full perimeter. Um and a moat around it with two points of entry in with a drawbridge. So in today's compound, kind of. Are you going to have mini guns set yes. up on the perimeter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that or maybe Sea Whiz. The money's not an object. We'll have a Sea Whiz up there. There you go. You know. Yeah. Five Sea Whiz. I like it. I like where your head's at. You got to put like crocodiles or hippos in the moat too, just for fun. <laughs> Piranhas with lasers. Yeah, I would, I'm right there with Ron. I would definitely do a like my own community. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Twenty just acres. You can get big bigger than twenty acres. You know, you need like fifteen thousand acres, hundred thousand yeah. acres. What's you, Todd? Uh, I think it'd be a private jet. Yeah, you like know, lead force and, one. Uh, yeah, it, in in the primary thing there would be just to close the distance, you know, and 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 to take time out of the equation for folks. Okay, so just for for personal travel use, you know, have like your own for big Trump mobile personal business, yeah, personal business, anything, you know. You, I've looked into flying a couple of times and or getting a pilot's license. You know, people talk about a hundred dollar hamburger, and it's just they. They, you know, they, that's because it costs a hundred dollars by the time it's said and done, you know, they get in an airplane and they fly to a small yeah. airport and they go get a hamburger hamburger. There. Yeah. 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 That's fun. That'd be fun. Uh, well, now would you have it, um, weaponized? Would you weaponize your personal jet? Um, yeah, I would. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, with I all these, give away all the secrets, but, uh, you know, I, I certainly, there would be. There'd be something with with all these UFOs, you know, floating around these days, or UAPs, I think is what they call them now. Uh, yeah, you got to have something up there to protect yourself from the unknown, right? <laughs> yeah. So that being said, uh, how do you guys feel about what are your what are your beliefs in UFOs, UAPs? Not in the sense of of I'm talking about alien, extraterrestrial. Uh, or or maybe even Bigfoot. Oh man! Well, you'd have to be a fool if you don't, you know, think it's possible. You know, like we can't be the only planet in this universe. But, can't be the only life form in this uh, no, infinity there's, there's of space. There. Got to be. Yeah, but do you think that they've actually made it here? Um, do you think we've actually been visited? 
Yeah. Ron does. He's yeah. shaking his head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Have you had an, ex- an experience, Ron? No, no. But okay. it's always been something that, like, I don't know if you guys, you guys might remember this. Remember the Leonard Nimoy show when we were in kids? search of, in, in search of. My favorite like, show. That had me hooked, and that that hit everything. That hit UFOs. That hit Bigfoot. That had Loch Ness. Yeah, like all paranormal, that stuff. everything. Yeah, it's funny you said you said Bigfoot because we just uh, everything I'm doing too because it's my responsibility to raise my son correctly. We are introducing him to real movies, so we watched Harry and the Hendersons the other day. But he's also seen <laughs> Kelly's Heroes and The Real Dirty Dozen and uh, Hondo and McClintock and the original Big Jake. And, Apocalypse Now. Uh, not yet. No, no, not yet. Not, not there. Fistful of dollars, few dollars more. He's like, he's spaghetti all, he Western. All Hell yeah. Yes. But, um, no, I mean, that's the thing. That's one of the things like Joe Rogan's always talking. Oh, there's an author, uh, Annie Jacobson. And Annie Jacobson. she wrote a book about area 51 and it is like, it's freaky. Um, and she also wrote a book. Uh, it's about, it's about the, uh, um, Surprise Vanished Kill, I think is what it's called. Okay. And it's about Ground Branch. And it focuses around, and he just passed away a couple of months ago, Billy Wall. This dude has been in every single conflict from Korea all the way up. He was, he was running operations at 85 years old. Like, this dude's insane. He's a Mac V Saw guy. But so she's a research author, and she did this big book about Area 51. And it is like, I, I, I don't think that, I mean, our government's corrupt and they spend money and they waste money and all this. Sure. But I don't think the Area 51 would be what it is if there wasn't some truth to it. Right. And, um, I'm, you know. So um, you don't think it's just our government out there just doing experimental shit? I mean, I, I think I, I think with technology now, now and now the realm of possibility is going to be even more skewed than it's ever been with all this AI crap that's happening now. Yeah. Right. So... Um, I mean, I'm not saying that it, it, it didn't happen because like, hell, I mean, I wouldn't mind a Millennium Falcon jumping into hyperspace, <laughs> flying around, you know, like, you want to change your, uh, money be damn laws be damn. Do you want to own the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> Millennium I think so. Falcon. I think I want the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like that. And I want, and I want, and I want to set a Beskar armor. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> How about you, Todd? You like a skeptic uh, to me? In, I, I, I'm I'm sort of a guy. I got to touch it. I got to feel it. I I, I got to see it to know that it's there. Yeah. But uh, like Charlie, I do believe that the possibility exists for for aliens, yeah. for extraterrestrial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like you guys. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I can't believe that you know. Yeah, that, I can't believe that there's not another in all the billions of statistical right. possibilities quobillions i mean you know unfathomable amount yep. that there's not some form i mean maybe not just like us but some form that's out there but i don't think anything's ever been here i don't think that we've ever been visited yeah. although the ancient alien theory right does right. does hit from? home you know quite a bit <laughs> that there's a that there's another planet that's in a larger orbit you know, that, that gets in our orbit every, you know, millennial or something like that. And these people off jump their planet to our planet, you know, kind of deal. I don't know. So, yep. and then Bigfoot. 
What do you think about Bigfoot? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there is a Bigfoot, so to speak. I like the idea of a Bigfoot, and I would go on a Bigfoot hunt to try to find one, not to kill him, but you know, try to find one. I would love to do that. I mean, what if what if Bigfoot's awesome? What if he's just like chill? Yeah. He's not a threat, you know. He's a herbivore. Well, I mean, he's he's <laughs> you're just like Harry and the Hendersons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but who is who is Bigfoot killed? Nobody that I know of. I mean, I haven't heard any reports of people getting murdered by Bigfoot. So yeah. nope. My kids are huge Bigfoot fans. They uh they they watch all the Discovery Channel, yes. like Bigfoot Hunter and Expedition stuff. Yeah. Like religiously, right? And you know, it's just a, it's a wonder why they haven't come across like a set of Bigfoot bones, you know. So Yeah. Or but scat or love something. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's just like UFOs. It's always, well, we don't know for sure. There's question, there's doubt, you know, kind of. All right, next question. This is our last question. If you could spend the day at the range with anyone or any group of people, whether uh, they're fictional, dead, still alive, who would you like to spend the day at the range with? Start with Charlie. Founding fathers all day long. Ooh, okay. Right. Yep. Mm. Shoot the shit with them all day long. Absolutely. And say, what did you actually mean here? By founding fathers? Yeah, our founding, you know, when they did the Constitution, you know, and all that. They did all oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone signed the declaration. I'd have them Pop all off down, a few rounds, play. ask them some questions oh, yeah. on that. Yeah. Yep. Explain to them what, like, how the world is, you know, what happened, all that stuff, and just get their opinion on everything. Yep. Very cool. Todd. Fix could be fictional too. You get fictional, yeah. Dead, alive. Don't put Sorry, too much thought the into Terminator. it. Terminator. <laughs> you know, the Terminator. Okay. Like the which which the T eight hundred or T two thousand. I don't know how, what numbers they are, but <laughs> whatever, whatever the old the old school, the original uh, Arnold, yeah, the original Terminator. Now, would you want the Terminator and Arnold? You know that might be pretty. You know that might be pretty fun. I would like to spend the day at the range with Arnold. He's a there's a new documentary out on him. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I haven't but seen it yet. Just. I, 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 yeah, I saw it. It's pretty awesome. But just yeah. to you know, pick his brain for a day would be would be interesting. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he's led an interesting life. How about you, Ron? You know, it, it's I, I'm kind of torn. I'd like to take all of the '80s movies with all of the non-reloading and <laughs> the non-aiming and teach them or teach the entire cast of the walking dead that you don't just walk around and you're getting headshots. Yeah. And you, you're, you turn your optic this way and not that way. Yeah. <laughs> this is how yeah, But I works. think, I think, you know, if we want to look at like, that would be cool, but I think it would be really neat to sit down with some world war two, yeah. Iwo Jima Island hopping Marines like John Bassalone and, oh, yeah. you know, and just like, just, just to just hang out. I mean, that dude picked a machine gun up with bare hands and melted his hands to moat. Got two medals of honor, like in, in, insane, you know. Just yeah. like 
So just going back into some history with some dudes like that and, um, you know, sitting on the range with them or just even just chatting, you know, like, cause, yeah. the, cause you got to think like, I, I, I look at that as, you know, in, in the lineage in the Marine Corps, our lineage and our history is something that we pride ourselves on, uh, you know, on our foundation. And I look back at, I was in the Marine Corps nine months and I went to the Gulf War and I had minimalist training from boot camp and I'm in a war. So in my mind, I was going into like Vietnam in the desert. Getting OJT. At 18, 19 years old. And then as I earned my way into the reconnaissance community, it's like, I'm like, I did that and I went to like, we did in 93, we did a deployment. We were in Somalia and the stuff we were doing in Somalia, I was like, I tell these guys now about it. I was like, yeah, there was no body armor. We're in, we're in chocolate chip camis, green jungle boots, green deuce gear, M16, A2, 18 inch barrels. And we're rolling up in a thin skin Humvee, kicking in a door, grabbing a dude, snatching him, throwing him in the back of the truck and then rolling out. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's how we used to do shit in, in the nineties. You know, and I think about that, but then you think about how these guys like the the assault and the island hopping campaign and, and all of that and how these guys how they trained. Like it was very minimalist training and these dudes figured it out. Yeah. Like under literally under fire. Yeah. And under, that the unimaginable stress. That, I, yeah, I've I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate to have had conversations with about 20 Evo survivors um, in my life. And man, like, like you want to talk about not feeling worthy, like mm. just listening to these guys talk. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's I'd like awesome. to bring some of them back and just compare to what they went through, you know, to our modern day tactics and war and, you know, let them critique and talk about that. That would be that'd be interesting conversation to have. Definitely. Yeah. Well, very cool, guys. You made it through the new guy questions. Congratulations. You made it. You did you did excellent. There's no winners or losers on the new guy questions. <laughs> you all win. So congratulations. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. So our audience has had an opportunity to get to know you guys a little bit better. Is there anything else that you'd like them to know about your companies? before we sign off here. We're just getting started. Yeah, you guys are new, new on the scene. Yeah. Yeah, I think probably the most important part for us is, you know, we we put thought into it. We look at the data. And Ron said something about using data earlier when he was talking about the Mantis uh, system, right? You, using that data and trusting the data. So that's what we like to do. We like to listen to the customer. We like to use the data and make decisions based off, based off of what that data tells us and the customers are telling us. Yep. So if there's if there's one thing that we learn and that would be listen to the data. Yep. Very cool. Yep. And uh, again, it's it's valiant-dynamics.com or just valiantdynamics.com. Uh they're on the Instagrams. You guys are on the YouTubes. Are you on the the Facebooks and the Twitters and we got Facebook, soon to be Rumble, gotta, right? Yep. Soon to be the Rumbles. And and Ron, Riker USA. We're gonna keep driving forward. I, I I would like to say that try new things. Think if you have an idea, talk to somebody, reach out. 
if there's something that you want to collaborate with, with us or another company, you should reach out to them. We've had a couple of people. That's how we invented one of our products mm-hmm. was through somebody who, who sent us a prototype and we're like, this is awesome. Um, yeah. I, the other thing too, I think that we can do, and I've been doing it with, with the Valiant guys is, is the co-branding is trying to, you know, trying to maximize, uh, effects on target. So being a breacher, you know, you, you'd want to have the maximum effects on target with the least amount of explosives needed. So co-branding gives us that it's a guerrilla type marketing. And if you can get three, four brands to come together in unison and represent each other independently, then stronger as a group, our our community, then you are apart. Yes. So we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to be adding some new stuff coming up. Um, we're going to be getting, um, uh, not changing directions, but adding into what we're doing now. And um, we're going to continue to look for great companies to support and work with. And there you go. Um, I'm going to keep using my evolvers and uh, spreading the word about that. Very so. cool. And as you guys, um, you know, evolve and you got new products, you got new services that you come out with, get in touch with us. We're happy to spread the word here. You know, Credit to the Lead Head Brigade. They love hearing about new stuff. We love innovative companies. We love seeing new innovative products. Uh, I mean, they don't always all hit the mark, but, you know, everybody's different. So yes. everybody's got yep. different needs. So you never know what's going uh, to click, what somebody might need. So keep in touch with us. And if there's any connections that we can make, um, you know, through our connections, uh, be happy to, to make those introductions and those connections as well. That's what we do. We've uh, we've been a part of many successful collaborations between companies. So that being said, go and support those that make this show possible. Uh, we talked about Mission First Tactical and all the awesome things they're doing. Leadhead, 20% off. Seal One, uh, use their products to clean your firearms, keep them uh, protected from corrosion. Uh, and they've got the new kits now, the new uh, cleaning rod kits that they just came out with. So you can go there and get probably one of the best cleaning rod kits on the market at seal1.com and that code leadhead works for 25% off any of their products there. Factory 47 for any of our AK47 uh, or our AK corner uh, logoed items, our hats, our shirts, our hoodies, our leddies. I don't have my leddy, um, but Tun Jones, I just sent him one. So you guys can go to his Instagram page. He just made a post on the one I sent him. Uh, you'll be jealous. Use the code leadhead. You're going to get 10% off at Factory 47. Defiant Munitions, you want some good, high-quality ammunition. Uh, Defiant Munitions, use the code all caps LEADHEAD. You get 10% off. Uh, They've got some uh, great lever-action ammo there, pistol ammo, rifle ammo. Uh, I use their AK ammo, really like it. Um, Medicine in bad places. If you guys need to put together your medical kits for... Uh, your EDC carry, your your truck kits, your home kits. Um, they've got full kits. They've got piece it together items there, tourniquets, everything you need for all your uh, medical needs. You go to Medicine in Bad Places, Leadhead 20. You get 20% off Medicine in Bad Places. And then, of course, our good buddies at Caltech. Anything but their weapons, you can use the code Leadhead and you can get. 20%, nope, 15%, sorry, 15% off of Caltech. Any of their accessories uh, for their firearms, their kit, their gear, anything but the, the firearms at Caltech, 
And we still got that big giveaway uh, from Caltech coming up. We had to push it. Uh, it's not going to happen in July, so we're looking at uh, August or September. And it's going to be a big three-gun giveaway with them, and we got about 10 other companies uh, that are going to be involved with that. One person is going to win everything. Uh, and it's all going to be stuffed in a Kraken case. Have you guys seen the Kraken cases yet? I think I showed it showed it to you at uh, NRA, Ron. It's got that memory foam. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they've got a rifle case out now, big double stacker rifle case that's got their memory foam in it. And uh, we're going to stuff it with pistol rifle, shotgun, uh, optics, lights, ear pro, eye pro, ammunition. It's It's going to be awesome. So we got that giveaway coming up, so stay tuned. We'll have more details uh, for that giveaway as it develops. And then, of course, if you listen to the last AK Corner, we've got that Copus 22 silencer that we're giving away from Aculus Defense. And you got to go listen to the last AK Corner. We did Romanian AKs on the last AK Corner. And Joe, out of the blue, said he wanted to give away one of these Copus 22 uh, rimfire silencers. And all the instructions are in that episode. There's a trivia question that we ask in that episode. So you got to go back and listen to that episode and do all the things that we tell you to do to be eligible to win this uh, 22 LR can from Ackless Defense. That's going to be an awesome giveaway. That's going to happen on the next AK Corner. We're going to give that away. So you've got until uh, July like 15th or so. So hurry up. Get it done. Get your... Uh, get your... Well, I can't tell you what you got to do. You got to go listen. So. <laughs> can't tell you here. You got to go listen to that episode to find out what you got to do. Uh, and then, of course, Craig, in cases you guys want... Uh, to get some of that alien foam. I don't know where they got the technology for this day. It must have been one of those Roswell crashes or something that they got uh, the technology for this foam. But uh, it is amazing. You go to Kraken Cases, use the code TALKINGLED, and you get 10% off. And that's their Icarus, their Sigma, uh, and their... Uh, I can't remember what the other one's called right now. But this is a small one. This is their Icarus. I'll show you guys this foam. I don't know if you can you can see it there, but it's lined oh, with yeah. this foam. And it's cut resistance. It is heat resistant. I think it's like 800 degrees. I don't know. It's some ridiculous amount. You could throw a hot can in there, suppressor, close it up. Um, I was putting eggs in here, just showing people how soft it is and closing this up with eggs in it. And uh, it, you know, it protects eggs, so... Uh, Kraken cases, go check them out. And then, of course, our guys, our guests today, go follow them on the grams, like their page, buy their products. I don't know if you guys have any sales or discount codes coming up, um, but go to their websites, go to their Instagrams, and uh, keep an eye on them. Let them know that you heard about them here on the Talking Lead Podcast. So, Ron, I greatly appreciate you putting this together, brother. Uh, it's been great. Todd, pleasure meeting you. Charlie, pleasure meeting you. And uh, maybe we'll get to meet your uh, your third partner the next time. Trevor. Sure, absolutely. Trevor, right? Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So until then, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close. Firearms Firearms closer. Specifically equipped with your Valiant Dynamics Evolver Combat buttstock. And for your anything that you can shoulder fire and side mount to, the Riker Method. 
speed, accuracy, and stability are all improved. Set yourself up today. Use the code RIKER20. Train safe, train smart, train with a purpose, and be the difference. Don't be dumb. Get you some.